Well. Really? Not Datsun? <laughs> they haven't made Datsun since like the early 90s. Whatever. Hello. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Gaming Fix podcast on May 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite top level domain. I'm joined today by Pat. Datsun relaunched in 2013, actually. They've been making what? them for the last eight years again. Yeah. Like tr- making trucks? Uh, I don't know what they make right now. Uh, we can per- peruse their models. Um, my uh, my favorite top level domain is probably uh, I, I don't know. I, would, I don't know if there's is there a dot weed? There's probably a dot weed. Uh, oh, give me a sec. Most assuredly, yeah. Oh, oh, I have it open. Oh, oh god, there's a lot of Chinese ones here. There's dot wed. No, uh, that's <laughs> not the same thing. I'm dot marijuana. <laughs> yeah, that's makes right. like um, a few different models. They're not trucks. They're not just trucks. They, they, they make like, like a, they make small cars. Yeah, probably mostly in Japan. I don't uh, think. Yeah, I think they're mostly just domestic in Japan. Yep, they're not. Uh, they're not so also joining us, speaking ahead of his turn, Alex. I don't see a dot marijuana. Uh. <laughs> There's one that looked like dot jorts, so I'd be pretty into that one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> is there a uh, is there a dot bucks? <laughs> can I stack? Give me, give me top, a second. Top. Can I stack There's domains? Can I get dot jorts dot fucks? I've experienced some <laughs> issues that I won't get into in my professional life with redirects recently, and I don't want to think about the idea of stacking multiple <laughs> jorts dot fucks. Three o two babies. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, there you go. All your hottest top level domains. There is a dot fun, so it's close enough. Well, you're That's you're both are not you're both are wrong. Well, the there's dot porn, so I don't want the best. That. That's easy. That's just the, the best top level domain is of course dot space because you can visit fix dot space at that domain. Where, which is our website? I wish there were emails you could send to a dot space domain. Oh, like uh, gaming at fix dot space. Oh, I didn't know. I guess we're the first. Wow. Must be. <laughs> uh, if you want to send your emails to space, send them to gaming at fix dot space. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have you? Do you want to go to space? Email us at fix dot gaming at fix dot space. Oh God, I I want to go to space so bad. Like. If I don't go to space before I die, I'll die unhappy. So I'll probably die unhappy. Yeah. But like, even if it's just <laughs> like, like a vomit comet or whatever, like, or, you know, like high, no, low no, orbit. They figured like, out, they see the, see the curvature of the earth or whatever. Like Bezos I wanna, and Musk like, figured out how to make, how have already figured out. They have future proofed it so that all of us who don't have $10 yep. trillion dollars are going to have to stay shackled to earth while they get to go live on Mars. No, I don't. Even, I don't want to go that far. I just want to like go up nope. for like an hour and then come back. Like, nope, nope, nope. You're gonna or, like do like a cruise around the moon or whatever. You're, like you're gonna, we're gonna live in trash cities Earth. in twenty just, years. There's they're a, gonna live on a could, space station. There's a dot like, state if I'm, farm. If I'm like in hospice or something, just like 
fire me into space if i'm gonna die just like fire me into space let me go and i'll die like in my little rocket capsule i don't care at that point they'll probably just strap you into some real fancy vr system and convince you you're in space no oh, no i'm a gamer That'd probably work oh god what have i said Ugh. oh god okay i don't Big, i don't like what i've become cat. i'm a what degenerate i'm a pervert i'll know i'll know the difference uh, a gamer mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man it's been a long week don't don't even like oh god i don't even want to get into it it's been a long for me it has been a long week in every it's been way yeah yeah it it has been i mean aside from the fact that like my home life is good every other aspect of no that's that must be nice yeah is uh is 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 challenging this week God, I, yeah, no, uh, you know what might be good? Video games? Eh. No, maybe. I don't know. My cat is wants to roll around on my lap, but I'm in a racing cockpit, and there's not really a lot of room to do that. Ah, uh, yeah, and Pat is. A, a you're like that. You're like that senator from Ohio who was. Please don't ever say that about me. That is an aggressive (laughs) insult that I thought we were friends. (laughs) Did you see this story? This senator from Ohio was like calling into a Zoom meeting and he was he had like the the background replacement going, but he had a seatbelt on. That's like he had his room like as the background. But then everyone was like, wait, why do you have a seatbelt on? And like you could see him like turning his head, like looking both ways. That's funny. It's called into a meeting, and I think it was about a bill about distracted driving or something. Wow, really? It was like that's yeah, a I fucking so. that's such a fucking like senator from iconic, Ohio move. Like, it's yeah. like I'm gonna call into this meeting and I'm gonna make it look like I'm in a car, and it's really gonna drive the point home. Like, God, just Except I think he was actually driving. <laughs> Oh, that would be fun. That's even funnier. Yeah, I, That's I, an even he, more senator I from Ohio move. Wa- yeah, I think he was driving and re- just replaced his background, but I'm not entirely sure. But uh, yeah, uh, video games. That's that's what we're here for. If you're from Ohio and feel the need to defend it, write us a email. Game. My mom. Grew up, my mom grew up in Ohio. Oh, so she, she likes, knows then. <laughs> she yeah no she knows she knows. But Generally, you've either got the people who have left Ohio or the people that are in denial who still live there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or who are stuck there. You know, I, I totally understand that it's not possible you know for to just leave. But uh, Mary Kish should come on the show and defend Ohio. Uh, please, Mary. Because I don't, or I don't or, think or she just would. tear it down. Just tear I don't it down. I think she would defend one. it. <laughs> uh, Even my mom at this really point, likes Cincinnati chili. Uh, oh. We made a vegan Cincinnati chili recently that's pretty good uses lentils instead of ground beef that's hmm. pretty good sounds all right um, uh yeah no i don't mean i mean i grew up from michigan so i've spent a lot of time in ohio and it's not a michigan ohio rivalry thing it's just ohio is a desolate place in a lot of ways uh Elect- electric six wrote just, a song about being stuck in ohio yeah let's it's just trying to get let's out just, let's just dedicate this episode to tearing down ohio uh I, they kind of do it Even, themselves. So. I have one of my good my my. I know a lot of people that have lived or live in Ohio, and one family that lives there that I'm friends with. Um, they 
have always like defended Ohio and been like willing to like stance up anytime an Ohio joke gets thrown out. And uh, even now in the over the past couple of years, they're like, we still like Columbus, but Ohio sucks shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think anybody, that the love for Columbus is fading as well. The only place I've ever known about really in Ohio is Cleveland because of the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's a uh, rough city. I feel really, I mean, I don't want to be too real, but uh, I have a lot of empathy for people stalking Cleveland that don't want to be there anymore because it is like really economically depressed and Oof. marginalized communities there are just like treated like shit and get uh, the, I don't know, just Cleveland's a, uh, a strange place. Um, well, it's like Drew Carey left. It's like casinos and bars. And then you're just in like really, really, really rundown neighborhoods that are rundown because of like specific economic pressure placed on them to, to, to do harm uh, God. at the benefit of, 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 you know, wealthier people. It's, it's terrible. Oh, uh, so America place. Yeah, it's it is very it is like the one of the most American cities in some ways, but it's like so visible there because they don't hide mm-hmm. the shitty parts very well. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of a rough place. Uh, well, I wasn't expecting our episode to start with gentrification and class wars, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> um, I it's it's of course it's told from the perspective of like a white lady, so it's like. Mm-hmm. but the 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 third season of serial i can't remember does a um, oh, is a look right. at a specific court in cleveland mm. um and um you know i have i don't have any particular opinions about the staff at serial and the hosts and stuff but um the there's some interesting stuff in there mm-hmm. to pull out um even if it's not a perfect podcast uh, about oh. cleveland's justice system that mm-hmm. you know it's always we're well, a video game podcast. It's always good to educate yourself on the world you live in. Well, I'm going to make a very tasteless uh, segue and say <laughs> it sounds like they could use some sort of vigilante who takes from the rich and gives to the poor. Yeah, that would be like, cool. Like, uh, like a, I don't know, some sort of like eagle cowl. Mm, like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, like uh, okay. like an Ezio Auditore. I haven't played any Assassin's Creed games recently, um, so mm-hmm. did you? Robin Hood. <laughs> I did play, <laughs> what I did play this week was a new game from Focus Home Interactive and Sumo Digital called Sumo Digital, developers of at least one of the Sonic Kart games. That was where I knew them from, because uh, I've seen their booth at PAX before. Um where they had like you could sit in a in a replica of one of the Sonic carts and demo the game, um, but uh, yeah, they came out with a new game this week called. Uh, That's Blue actually game. what Pat is sitting in right now when he said he's sitting in a racing cock, but he's sitting in a Sega <laughs> Sonic I racing. Them at the end of the packs in 2019. Uh, no, um, I played some of this Hood Outlaws and Legends, which is a really, I will say up front, I think it's going to be yet another weird multiplayer game that comes out and gets mixed reviews on steam and it gets fives and sixes from review outlets. And then it dies a a sad death in three to six months because no one's playing it. Um, which sucks because I think it's really interesting. Um, it has like a degree of jank, but it's, it's a cool premise. So the idea is 
there's four character classes. Um, you got your, they're kind of, they're a little more like on the spectrum of like Overwatch to MOBA. The way that the game works is closer to MOBA, so their 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 capabilities really matter for more than kind of what they do in like just a deathmatch scenario or a game where you're just fighting another player. But you got these four characters. You got your Robin. He's he's got a bow. Uh, he does not look like a fox, but he has a bow. Um, you have your there we go. You have your uh, Marion. She's like an assassin type. You can also do ranged attacks, but she's really good at, at stealthily killing. You got your Took, who's the mystic, who has a flail and is a melee guy. And uh, he has some healing abilities. And then you've got uh, John, who is this big fucking hammer-wielding motherfucker. Um, and you can duplicate classes, but you're going to pick a character and then you go into this 4v4 match and it's really complicated for being like a $30 multiplayer game so you got you're on this map you got a bunch of npc guards walking around of varying strength there's like your standard like oh i'm just a dumb guy with a spear you got your crossbow and bowmen you got your knights who are a little more armored and harder to take down and then you got your sheriff, who you cannot permanently take down. Um, he he can be subdued with great effort temporarily, but he's going to get back up and he kills you in one hit if he gets to you and sees and finds you and like grabs you basically. So your goal is you're trying to find. You start off the entrance to the level. The entrance to the level never changes, um, but mm-hmm. you're trying to find your trying to find where the sheriff is and then steal a key from the sheriff and then which you have to do by sneaking up behind him and grabbing it when he's not looking. And then you got to find the vault. You open the vault with the key. You take a chest out of the vault and then you take the chest somewhere to one of several, a few different extraction points, put that chest inside of a bigger chest and that's chest inside of a bigger chest. If by bigger chest, you mean a boat then yes, mail it to you, yourself and you <laughs> smash it with a hammer. <laughs> you put the chest on an evacuation point and then you have to winch it off of the map to win, basically. There's only one chest and all of these objectives are things that you're fighting with another team to complete. Oh, that sounds strangely like the Dark Zone in Division, like the original Division. Um, Which is I weird. S- but. There certainly are points of comparison to a game like that, yeah. Um, they're the flow of the game is really the other thing that's really important to note too is that there's capture points around the map which act as spawn points you capture them like you would capture a point in a call of duty dominion game or or like battlefield or whatever just stand in the capture area and when you have when you own the point you can spawn there when you die so those are super important because otherwise you have to run across the map and the maps are fairly large um they're like the size of maybe like a hitman level something like that um and uh, I think it's conceptually it's really interesting because something that I noticed when playing with my friends is we were constantly talking about what was happening in the game, which is not something that we do when we play like, you know, Call of Duty or something like that. There's not really you just kind of are shooting the shit at a certain point because you're going through the motions, even in games like 
Overwatch and stuff, I kind of eventually hit that point. And that may be something that happens with this game eventually, but it's been nice to have something kind of fresh where we have to like actually try and say like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do this because the characters have different kind of capabilities. Like Robin can shoot down um, ropes from that are hanging off of like the sides of walls and stuff so that everyone can climb them. Um, John can hold open portcullises that have been dropped because the enemy's been alerted or the, the NPCs have been alerted. They'll drop the portcullises and John can open them up so you can get through. Um, I don't know if Marion or the mystic took have any things that like that for mobility, but um, it means that like everybody's got different stuff that they're capable of doing at different stages of the heist. And everyone kind of has to be communicating a little bit. Um, I don't know how, what good it would be with like random people. We've always had one random person cause we have three playing um, and it's been fine because a random person either follows up us or they don't. And, with three of us kind of dictating what we're doing, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing that I think is going to have people frustrated with this game is that it's not a good melee combat game the, the, or a particularly good shooter. The combat is functional as a tool to like get to complete the objective, but it doesn't feel super good. You're like, I'm playing with mouse and keyboard and you're left clicking to do light attacks and right clicking to do heavy attacks with the, the melee characters. And there's a lot of animation priority, but it doesn't feel like good animation priority because sometimes it just feels like you're kind of like swinging a, a stick with nothing on the end with any weight. And then when you're getting hit by melee, you just get stun locked and mm. it's like, sucks uh yeah that's not good you can like block and dodge and if you time it just right you can get away with it but the melee definitely feels more like a if it's kind of like that assassin's creed multiplayer in that the game is not about back and forth sword fights or anything it's about sneaking around and then when you do get into a fight it's about like oh they started their combo first i'm probably dead and once you accept that and stop wanting it to be like for honor, but with cool objectives, then you focus fully on the, the cool objectives. And I was, and we were like, okay, this is really cool. The key here is we don't want to get into a situation where everyone's just standing in a, in like a tight space, clicking a bunch. <laughs> like that's when the mm-hmm. game feels really awful. And that's how some, what some games devolve into because people are like not playing the game. Right. Um, but uh, when you do play the game right, I think it's a lot of fun. It's it's a unique and interesting thing, um, and uh, and I hope that that it doesn't get like murdered by Steam reviews because I think that there's a potential for that to happen. My hope is they're doing, and maybe this is a strategic play on their point part. They're doing the weirdest release I think I've seen, where you could pre-order and get the game's technically out on the tenth. So Monday uh, here, but mm-hmm. you could pre-order the game and get three days of early access, which actually started on like the sixth at three p.m. Mm-hmm. for me, um, mm-hmm. which was cool because I got a whole extra evening to play it. But um, th- during this like quote early access period, any you could just buy it and play it. You don't have to have pre-ordered it; it's just available. Mm-hmm. But it's not technically released, so there's no like user reviews or anything out Mm. for it yet 
and so the strange. weird thing is while you're in the pre-order period you can refund it if you buy it on steam at least so you can like buy it and play 20 hours of it this weekend and then refund it because the game's technically not out yet and <laughs> steam's pre refund policy is that like any pre-ordered game that isn't officially like an early access with the blue box on it mm-hmm. you can refund it before the game comes out even That's if you bizarre. get some kind of beta or early access thing to play so maybe mm. people who just hate it will refund it and then not review it i don't know um have yeah. there been people like vocally doing that vocally doing what like buying it refunding, re- refunding it, it? oh yeah yeah it's been talked about as a thing to do as like a in the subreddit and stuff mm. for the game um that my friends have posted uh hmm. so i i don't know i think if you are interested in unique multiplayer games you probably if you're like me you probably i played this game and was like oh this feels better than i expected but i'm also mm-hmm. aware that my expectations are pretty low for game feel for games like these because they're never You've played a few great. yeah uh <laughs> They're never super great, but what I'm hoping is that this game feels like it was made to release. It has crossplay for one, which should hopefully make, and it's just working. It's not like Outriders where it's busted. Um, and I see a lot of cross-playing players, and I hope that that helps make it a little more like Wait, crossplay. Yeah, with consoles, which. Oh, I didn't realize it was coming to consoles. Also, I assumed oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it was kind of like a uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the swatty game? You play it with your mouse keyboard. You punch Teach. people. Chivalry. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so I, that's I thought it was going to be like a chivalry type thing. That's the thing is because it's so objective focused. I think people expect it to be a chivalry type thing. I played the chivalry mm-hmm. two beta a couple weeks ago, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. This game does not feel like you do not have any fine control over your melee like at all. You, you right. click and then you do the animation and that's it. Um, it, it. It's if it were a melee combat game, I would say it's a bad game because it's like kind of <laughs> like a, 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 a rough version of Dark Souls combat or something. Sure. Um, but but because of the focus is on the objectives, it doesn't feel like the melee is like the combat is not central to the experience. Um, hmm. So and there's bad balance stuff right now, like if you get good at it, I've never been able to make it work, but apparently you can just like in a con- in open combat with someone, if you're able to crouch and get behind them, you can assassinate them because you can always assassinate when you're crouched and behind someone. Um, huh. And uh, there's the, the th- there's just a lot of balance stuff that needs to happen generally, I think to the game. Um, but uh, with the cross play being what it is, I suspect that their goal was let's put the game out, generate a little bit of buzz, make some money, and then put it on Game Pass and like mm. the mm-hmm. Epic but Game Store for free or whatever. Yeah, like, they've got like a year roadmap laid out. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're adding stuff to the game. So apparently, there's going to be a PVE mode coming, which I don't think is as interesting as the PvP personally but i have friends who are like there are definitely people who don't want to do competitive yeah and i i i think i don't know i think you should just mute everyone try it out but also Mm -hmm. i get it so you know it's i don't think it'll be a very good co-op game though i would i would wait for something like back for blood or something if you're really into co-op um but uh sorry i was just reading what other what other games sumo digital has developed uh 
just because I haven't Didn't really they do like Mod Nation Racers or something. Or they did Little else? Big Planet three. They did Crackdown yeah, okay. three. Uh, right. Team Sonic, they did the Team Sonic multiplayer racing. on Crackdown three. I think they did the multiplayer on Crackdown. Uh, unclear from they, this list I'm looking at. They they have Hitman two on their list, and I know that they did not develop. They were not the lead developers on Hitman two. But oh, I don't yeah. see it on this list. I, uh, I think they've at, done a lot of contract stuff. Yeah. I'm looking at this is a list of games developed. So I assume this is stuff, the stuff they've outright developed on. And Sackboy, a big adventure is there. A lot of racing games, which is surprising that this is a. They have like eight studios, which is wild. Like eight offices. Yeah, yeah they have like um, 800 employees around the like, UK. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I think a really they're a big, big contract house. <laughs> and so that's that kind of gets to my point about like, I think huh. this game has its rough edges. And I think it's a weird release strategy because this seems like the kind of game that you would have wanted to put out in early access or have a bunch of betas for, and they just didn't. So I suspect that the, for the next few months is going to fulfill that kind of like balancing mm-hmm. and polishing period, even though bought it, which take yeah. from that what you will in terms of how shitty, I don't care. It's a $30 game. It's not like it's 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't bother me to kind of be pay for, for a sort of, season zero beta or whatever but um the the thing that i'm hopeful the reason i'm hopeful is it's published by focus so it has like a real publisher behind it mm-hmm. and a real publisher that isn't 2k or ea or activision who's just gonna like hopefully they won't just like pull the plug in two months if it's not doing well so yeah hopefully, hopefully it'll it'll pick up they're gonna add another character this year and then i assume they'll add more if there's interest in the game oh um, man what other like um, folk tale-y kind of characters would you want added to this? <laughs> like outside of the Hansel Robin and Hood. Gretel. Oh God. That'd be funny. <laughs> um, it definitely has a cool, I love the vibe of the game oh, art man. style wise. It's, it's like kind of grim dark. It's not like colorful uh, and cheery Robin hood. It's more like, Holy shit. I just like you, you like when you assassinate an NPC as Robin, you take an arrow. He takes an arrow out of his quiver and like runs Shoves it, it up his their, butt. Well, runs it through their throat, <laughs> and there's a big spray, spray of blood. John can like explode people's heads with his hammer and stuff. It's definitely like a dark, gritty take on Robin Hood. What if? What if? Same idea, same like basic, you know, objective based multiplayer, competitive kind of thing, set in the Shrek universe. Sure, in I'm in done. Yeah uh into it and then bring in like make the disney robin hood canon with the fox but only bring in sir hiss and there's just this really fucking angry snake they you know there's a platform there's a shrek platform fighter for the game boy oh yeah 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 (laughs) don't worry we're aware (laughs) there's i believe there's one for the gamecube as well Um, maybe it's just for the gamecube (laughs) or it's 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 like an arena what do you think the odds are that someone's added online multiplayer to that probably low possible i wish that would be amazing if if there's if there is shrek i'm saying it now i'm making a promise if someone can add multiplayer to the shrek platform fighter by the time we do episode 420 we will stream that and play it (laughs) as part of episode 420 celebrations that's a big promise but okay Uh, it's also a promise that's not going to happen for like six years so Shrek Super <laughs> Slam on the Nintendo DS and the GameCube. Oh, it was DS. And okay. yeah, so it was DS and then like GameCube, Xbox, probably PS2. 
Oh, Same. and Game Boy. There is there was a Game Boy Color okay. game, but it was not the the fighter. Gotcha. Oh, okay. okay. Got it. Yeah. PC. Anyway, PS2, I think yeah. I think Hood Outlaws and Legends is worth your time, oh, and fuck. you can take advantage of the thing if you want. You can pick it up and play it and see if it's for you. And if it's not, you can just refund it this weekend. <laughs> um, There's a sorry to derail from. Uh, what you're talking about here, Pat, but there's a Shrek subreddit called slash r slash Shrek super super slam. So what? It's, pos- it's possible that this community exists. Holy shit. Internet's uh, weird. Oh, uh, the other thing I should say. Oh my God. The other thing that's important that's kind of cool to say about this hood game is you, you, you do have three perk slots that you can change out and they have like, pretty meaningful changes to the way your kit works because everybody has like their uh, their weapon and then you have a piece of gear that you can use like robins is a flashbang and then there's an ultimate that charges over time but then you can use these perks so like i have a perk on robin that's like oh you get ammo back when you do melee assassinations of npcs and stuff so the perks are pretty interesting and, and you can kind of create team builds that way with your people you're playing with that make give you strategic uh choices to make so it's it's a cool game uh i like it so far it sounds neat it's not as good as chivalry but yeah but i would like to like you were you said at the very beginning i would like to see how it is in like six months because for sure yeah 100 um multiplayer games live and die by their communities and participation i will say there's a hilarious first of all i think i've played like 10 games of it at this point um and the games are like 20 to 30 minutes um Mm. uh so you know four or five hours of the game um and everyone that i've encountered pubby wise that has used voice chat has been chill there hasn't been any like shitty sweaty stuff however Mm. there's a fucking hilarious bug right now where sometimes you will just hear people from other games talking it doesn't happen it doesn't happen when you're (laughs) in the game but when you're in your like, it has like a men. The menu is like you're running around Robin's camp, so um, it's like a it's like a a, a a like hub space that you're in, um, and it has a bunch of practice areas and stuff, whatever. Uh, but when you're in that hub space, sometimes you can just hear people that are not in your lobby talking. <laughs> like that I didn't realize bizarre. I didn't realize that it was voice activated voice chat at first, and I got on Discord with my friends. And mm-hmm. I have pushed to talk on Discord, so I pushed to talk. I'm like, hey, can you guys, or I was like, hello to my friends. And then I hear in the hood chat someone go, hi. And <laughs> I was like, oh, God, oh, no, what is going on? Oh, I love it. Uh, oh, that's perfect. It was terrifying. And I apparently my friend said that <laughs> we were just in the camp picking out, like, new weapons to buy. They don't change. They're just skins, but they're cool looking. Uh, and and he said he could hear people just being like, "Hey, fuck you!" And then someone else go, "Who are you?" And the first was going, it "Doesn't matter who I am. Fuck off!" And <laughs> so funny. We heard. Oh, one that person, sounds perfect. There was one person that was clearly streaming, and mm. because they were like explaining a bunch of stuff clearly to an audience, and we were just cool about it and didn't do anything. But we could have like 
hit the push to talk in the game and just said like anything to their stream audience and they wouldn't have known where it was coming from so okay so i thought okay when you said that i thought it was just you were able to hear other no you can talk i didn't i didn't realize it was two-way communication you can project yourself into other again i think Mm -hmm. it's just pre-game lobbies like the hub and the Mm. little lobby screen before the match because i haven't heard anyone i haven't heard anyone not in my game when i've been in game gotcha Um, but it's it's very funny very funny that's that's really something other than that it's not super it's it's fairly stable no i haven't had any crashes or anything like falling through the world or any terrible stuff like that servers seem reasonably okay like we usually get a match in like under a couple minutes and sometimes it takes a minute or two for it to fill but never waited more than five minutes for a game to start okay well hopefully once it launches that'll be a little quicker like official launch or whatever but if you can just does it say pre-order on the page yep sure does maybe that's like some people are just waiting for it to be because they don't realize like oh i could just play it now or something yeah i don't know i don't think the queue times are because there's nobody playing either or a low player count i think it's more um since they just launched their servers are getting like they're Mm -hmm. a little a little slow to put games together but um i think it's at least they work (laughs) i think they're dedicated i don't know if they're dedicated servers or not but it does say when you find a game setting up server which i mean could mean that it's setting up the server client on somebody's local machine but i i feel like it's dedicated because i haven't had any disconnects and it's been pretty stable from a ping perspective so okay cool well that's hood outlaws and legends Mm-hmm. and shrek super slam coming to a stream near you there's actually I, there's a there's a vice article on that scene from 2016 <laughs> you know i oh think i i think i've read that yeah i now I that you're mentioning it, but, it yeah uh but aside from that we're we're spread about the world you know uh I'm in Japan. Y'all are on the west coast of the Americas, North America True. specifically. Yep. Uh, but, you know, near, far, wherever you are, this podcast will I, go I on. I was about to say, but it's really weird that we all have pretty similar accents, even though we're all over the world. Because uh, <laughs> I well, did not think this was the segue you were making. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, Alex, you're still playing... Uh, the Celine Dion game, right? I yes, absolutely. I was about to say national treasure. I was about to say, can you believe in life after love? But that's share. So <laughs> yeah, uh, and I I can and I do. But, that's uh, what Ida Racing needs is the ability to yeah. put music over the. <laughs> hey, oh, remember should... when we were all like, "Oh, Trackmania game of the year." and then it's great the it's a good game it's good it's, <laughs> it's good the community's dead yeah again mm-hmm. with a multiplayer that's, focused that's, game if the community dies i should try it on my i got a i got a 34 mm. inch ultra wide 144 hertz monitor this yeah, week. i should try it on oh. that i bet it would. in the cockpit yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> with a racing <laughs> wheel yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah. way to play track mania yeah but i bet it would look really good on, that, on this this screen i played a little bit of rocket league this week because it looks amazing but anyway. <laughs> are you playing that with yeah. a racing wheel no, oh but I did God. pitch that. I did pitch that to the to the Shift F one 
uh, racing mm. league that I've fallen in with <laughs> that we should totally God. do a Rocket League tournament because our iRacing season ends today. I joined right at the mm. end of the season. Um, wow. So we're doing some like dumb one-off races and stuff. We should. Mm-hmm. I pitched that we should definitely do a, a Rocket The problem with that... Oh, but you could... You could use the clutch pedal for activating like, boot. Oh yeah. no! Now yeah, it's like I've people now, have buttons on there. Oh. Like you could, yeah, now you the could. wheels are turning. Well, yeah. it's more the rotation of the of the the mm. car is important uh-huh. in Rocket League. Sure. Yeah, but if you use the clutch pedal for like forward rotation, I don't know. I have to think on this. This could yeah, this could be good. Try it out on some bots and. Yeah. No, no, I'm taking it to the competitive ranked <laughs> yeah, ladder, right? It's just uh, trial by fire. Speaking of fire, I don't know. I haven't oh, played near. They're Dragon Guard, <laughs> dragons, fire, lady with the could, salt falling on Tokyo. Near, yeah. there we go. Got it. Nailed yep. it. It is pretty lit. That is accurate. Uh, yeah, no, I talked about it last week. Last week I was what, like ten hours in. This week I'm like 40 something, 43, 44, somewhere around there hours in. And I'm still in the first ending, the first playthrough. Uh, I'm super taking the time with that first one and just doing like 100% quest completion. Definitely what you're supposed to do, it sounds like, if you want to do everything. Yeah. um, The last quest I'm on seems like it could actually take a lot of real world time. It's the one that people tend to time travel with Mm -hmm. in terms of like resetting their clock. So... uh, (laughs) I don't know. We'll see if I can find a way to make that work on PS4 because otherwise I'm going to be waiting like three or four days. Um, <laughs> and I would like to get to the next playthrough because I'm like, in terms of main story quest, I'm at, I'm at the last part. It has shown me mm-hmm. the message. If you, co- like, if you cross this barrier, you can't go back, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, so for Pat, I'm at the Shadow Lord's place. I got the key all set up and stuff like that. So I assume that's basically ah. the end. Uh, Castlevania, so, Lords of Shadow. Sorry, say exactly. again. You're on. This is your first playthrough. Yes, this would be okay. a yep. the a playthrough. Okay. Um, and I could potentially. Okay, so uh, again, I'm doing a hundred percent completion. So no one has to do this. <laughs> I'm just not sure what comes between playthrough one and two. Like, I don't know if you retain any inventory. I don't know if. Uh, I don't actually remember how much of that stuff carries over. To be honest with you. I yeah, wish I could I, tell you, but I haven't looked it up because I've been trying to stay spoiler th- spoiler free. Throughout. I yeah. will say I don't think you should look it up based on what I do remember yeah. about things that happen in between the playthroughs. Uh, yeah, I would let that's, it. Yeah. So the one thing I've heard is that if you don't complete some quests like on your first playthrough, you just can't complete them. Yep. So like you're probably uh, doing the smart thing by completing everything that you come across. I wonder if you're thinking about parts because there are definitely things in the first part that you cannot complete if you make it to the second part. What I what I what I saw was on subsequent playthroughs, certain quests Uh, are no longer completable. Cool. Yeah, it that's true, and I don't think it. I recall. um, I need to play this game again later this year with this replica thing. But it's really good. If I recall. it's not in every instance that the quest isn't available. It's that sometimes on subsequent playthroughs, you just cannot get the item that you need mm-hmm. uh, to complete it. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is exactly why I'm like, I wonder if any uh, inventory follows through because mine is purely about uh, <laughs> crops. It's about growing the flowers and I having the seeds. I don't think any of that stuff carries over. I could yeah. be mistaken though. So. so 
So it'll be a while before I'm on the second uh, second playthrough, unless there's a way to time travel. I think if you get if it becomes a source of anxiety, I believe you could look up something like do items transfer between routes, and it wouldn't spoil anything. I don't. I mean, you, could Pat, any... you could have Pat look it up for oh, you. Oh, I could just look it up for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, to the game itself, and not talking about planting flowers and things of that nature. It's really good. I can totally understand, Pat, why you say you might prefer its story over Near Automata. Because mm-hmm. I think Near Replicant and Gestalt by extension, um, it's really about the characters and it's about like humanity in a lot of ways. Because uh, you're going through these villages and they're full of people. Like people that you can talk with, they're living people, and you know, you don't get that in Automata. In Automata, it's robots, and you get like the tiny village of people um, right at the very start. But other than that, you're interacting with uh, 2B and or 9S, maybe A2, and then that's kind of it for the most for most part. Like you get Pascal in there for a lot of it, but like that one's more about like um, the analysis of a world after humanity is basically gone, whereas this one is more about humanity while it's still there. So mm-hmm. I I can understand why one would prefer that over the oh, other. Oh, and you framing all of this, I won't ever spell, promise no spoilers, you framing uh-huh. all of this the way that you are, I am so excited for you to get to Route B and see like the like, oh, holy fuck moment of <laughs> the sort of, uh, the ways in which they slowly peel back the skin on what is going on is so mm. good in that game. Uh, cool. It's so interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, and I think the more I think about it, the more, cause I have a friend who's been asking me a bunch of questions about automata cause he won't just play it. Um, but uh, it's been making me think more about like the parallels and, and rhymes between the first near and automata. And it's just such a cool setting and the and like i hope that when they make another near and i'm pretty sure they will it's set another like four thousand years in the future after automata so we can see what like cruft from that world influences another super nihilistic depressing story (laughs) Um, yeah because it's it's good yeah well yeah this game very much like i would say Every boss battle and every like main story questy kind of thing has a lot of weight to it. Um, yeah, like I'm not going to say what happens, like, but the thing that happens at the airy, the mm-hmm. the village that's like oh, built that's into a, the mountains, it's a very cool fight. And um, the outcome and like what it does to the world is yep. pretty crazy. It was so, a, that fight was fun to do, in my opinion, in the original game. So I can only imagine it's it's really cool in with better combat. <laughs> Yeah. Andre, sorry, you were going to say something. Oh, I, I have Googled this for you. Below is a list of elements that you can transfer onto your next file. Nier's level, Nier's stats, mm-hmm. items, gold, all weapons, progress for Act 1. Oh, Players can skip to Act 2 instantly. Okay. Oh, so that if skip the items, is new, I think. If the items come through, then I should be okay. Because all That's I need you- are the seeds. <laughs> that I'm glad that you read that off because that makes me way more likely to play it sooner because I don't think you could skip act one in the original release. And that's not a spoiler if the, the, to, to, to know that you can, 
in the subsequent playthroughs because yeah um because uh yeah there's there's it makes sense that they would let you skip it and you could not do that in the original near mm. so you had to play act one i want to say four times Oof. um which <laughs> if it's act not one is changing. like six hours long <laughs> or yeah. more if you do side quests yeah but oh so um, it's like returnal <laughs> you know near is closer to returnal than near automata the original near is closer to returnal than near automata in terms of its structure of how you do the subsequent playthroughs oh <laughs> hmm. well you're you're still in act one of returnal so there i mean it's there's not a it's it's not a spoiler to say that the the kind of like in automata it's clear that Yoko Taro looked at the concept of replaying the game to get all these different endings, mm-hmm. which, you know, is clearly inspired. I would assume he was inspired by visual novels in the way that they do that. Um, but uh, in Automata, it's a much more refined approach to that narratively, whereas in the original Nier, it was a, it's a little more like, wait, so I just have to play the game mm-hmm. again? <laughs> uh, yeah. But so, you do things change that are really fascinating too. So, with the original Nier, did it like because Nier Automata had that like message from Square Enix PR that showed up at the end, being like, mm-hmm. "Hey, maybe you should play the game again." Did the original have anything like that, or it does, was it just yeah. kind of like okay? No, it does for sure. But what was surprising to me, again, without spoiling anything, what was surprising to me when I played Nier Automata is when I hit new game again, I was like, "Oh, this is super different. This is like yeah." This, this, it's clearly this, different. Near Automata does not feel like you're playing the game over and over again. It just feels like you are going, you're you're hitting next chapter, kind of. You know, like totally. things happen simultaneously with in the narrative with yeah. your with the first route, and you know, there's perspective shifts and stuff. But mm-hmm. Automata never felt to me like you're literally replaying the game. The original Near, you you do literally replay the game. There's additional narrative context that is incredibly interesting. That makes you want to see the story again, but mm-hmm. it is still largely the events for the for some of it. Sure. You know, yeah. So. But yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, I don't know. I hope to be done with it this week, but who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know how long those subsequent playthroughs will take, and I don't know if I'll get my hundred percent. So, ideally, I think I will get that game on PlayStation Five and maybe platinum it because, mm-hmm. yeah. I heard that PC port is like iffy. Yeah, but, I want to. Yeah. I played Automata on PC, and I want to just play them both on PS5 and get the trophies because I all the everyone talking about the original Nier has made me realize that I think it might be my favorite game of that kind. That like action RPG, you know, mm. it's I would put it in the same genre as stuff like Kingdom Hearts, mm. um, and that I think it's probably my favorite. Uh, and that is big words. That is with full <laughs> oh, saying that the original was really, really janky to play. Um, and so the you fact played that Kingdom Hearts 2, the fact that uh, <laughs> I would say Kingdom Hearts is a plays way better than the original near like all <laughs> no Kingdom Hearts game plays as rough as the original release of near. <laughs> wow. That, uh, that is saying well, something. OK. I haven't played the rhythm game. I hear that that game is oh, trash. It's so bad. I'm not including the rhythm game in this assessment. People, but. please stop making bad rhythm games. Yeah. In general, in general. Square like, in particular, please stop making bad rhythm like, games. Hatsune Miku hey. and the Persona games are bad rhythm games. Like, I'm Beach just going to say it. was pretty cool. 
eh, it's fine. Uh, anyway, yeah, Nier is, is outstanding. And mm, yeah. you should play it if you have any interest in video games. It's actually my, I think everyone should play that game. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm hoping it'll go on sale, but also like my yeah. finances are just fucked right oh, now. Oh, sure. So. And I think if you <laughs> if you played Automata and specifically didn't connect with it or didn't enjoy it, it's certainly reasonable to wait for a sale on yeah. Replicant because it's, I like the original near more than Automata, but I also mm-hmm. think, um, I also am someone who really loves both of them. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can't tell you yeah. like, oh, it's fine. If you didn't like Automata, Nier's going to get you because I think they're similar in many ways. So, I, I th- yeah, yeah, I think for me, the thing about Automata was just like that kind of story doesn't necessarily hit for me. Like AI yeah. and sentience and humanity, so, that stuff. I'm like, eh, but like knowing that like near is more about like people or at least partially more about like yeah. humanity at, like in its current like it like humanity exists as opposed to humanity's gone what does that mean for humanity it's also is more interesting to me what i think and i'll stop talking to the mic i don't mean to, it's your game alex you brought so i don't mean to like all good run my mouth but replicant or Automata is very like on the nose about being about sentience and AI and all that stuff. And there are mm-hmm. deeper themes that run through it, but it is so aggressive in its like, what is humanity kind of a mm-hmm. theme plot, whatever that it's, it's like, whereas near the original near is much more esoteric in what it's trying to talk about and say its philosophy is a lot more, ephemeral i guess um Mm -hmm. and it is asking questions about humanity and and sentience but not in the same context as what Mm, automata is doing and um it's asking questions about what a soul is Mm -hmm. and what um what a cognizance is and stuff it's very heady but it's also it's a story that you can kind of just go like oh and also this has rad visuals and it's really interesting spaces and people and automata doesn't, in my opinion, have like the environments are pretty bland and yep. the enemies are very samey the whole way through. Um, so it re- it doesn't have the same degree of, uh, doesn't have the same degree to the same degree that the, of, of like, unique spaces and just an interesting kind of like world to move through from a visual and like uh aesthetic perspective, I guess. Yeah. And one difference that I would say, and especially because you're interacting with actual people and humans and stuff like that is near original near replicant. There's a lot of like side quests where you'll be doing them. And then uh, the ending of the side quest is kind of like, a personal choice where you have to be like, okay, this really there, you've just got this really terrible piece of news. Do you tell the person this news? Like, do you tell them this is what happened or do you, do you lie to them? So they live their life happily kind of stuff. And like those actually have consequences for those characters. And, uh, like there's one where, uh, this guy had a girlfriend and then, uh, they kind of drifted apart, but they still cared about each other. And then like five years later, the guy got married and has kids now and stuff. But you find out that like four years before, like 
uh, a year after they broke up, she was killed by one of the shades, which is one of the enemy, like the bad guys. Uh, and he never knew. And he's happily living his life over here. And she's like, Oh, she just hasn't written cause she's been busy. And you find out she's been murdered and it's your pl- choice as the player to say like, do you tell him that? Yeah, she's dead. Or do you just let him live his life happily with his family? And it's, it, it makes you think about that choice. And what I love about the way it deploy those deploys, those choices is there is no mass effect style. Oh, there's anything wrong with mass effect. There is no mass effect style, like gauge that you're making the choice because you're like, Oh, this is going to give you run. No, no, no. Oh like, yeah. No, that choice has narrative implications for that character, but it does not affect the overall plot. Totally. And it's, it is just a moment for you to reflect on that micro story. And, um, there is no, like, you don't need to look at a, as far as I remember, you don't need to look at a guide for side quest choices to mm-hmm. get all the endings. That stuff is not tied to okay. that. So, I think it's no. cool the way it deploy the, deploys those decisions. Yeah, hmm. it's really good. I would say the experience so far has been really pretty much fully positive. The only negative I would say is that the side quest design is not very good. It's yeah. It, it's 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 fetch quests. It's yeah. oh, go collect 20 of these, go collect 10 of these, <laughs> rah, rah, rah. and it's like and for me that that's not the most fun, but I've kind of just been able to put on a podcast and totally. just kind of mm-hmm. blindly just kind of do the stuff until I get the stuff and then continue the story. I, I had such a weird, I think I watched like giant bomb streams and stuff while I did that, but I had such a fucking weird experience of playing that game. Cause I played it when I was, I played it in like 2016, early mm-hmm. 2016. Um, and I was, that was like a, a year and a half or so before I met everyone here and about a year and a half ish before I met my current partner. And like 2016, not to get too personal, but 2016 for me was like the year where I was like, my life is not working and my, mm-hmm. I'm not, nothing about me is what I'm, what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So like I did a lot of like personal growth and, and soul searching that year. And I played near on a ps3 in my basement in the dark (laughs) for like i did nothing but play that game for like a month you may not like it but this is what peak performance looks like well yeah it was so weird (laughs) i would like get a pizza and a tall boy of like bud light and then as yokotaro into the basement yeah and descend into the basement and i think i would put on like a stream or something but, but my point is that i had like I was like very isolated while I played that game. It was very much like a self-isolation thing. And I had a, my friend who won't play Automata. He's the one who got me to play the original Nier. We talked about the game. We were, it wasn't like I was antisocial mm-hmm. during that period. But it was just a weird way to experience that game that is kind of nihilistic and mm-hmm. dark to do it alone in a dark basement eating pizza and drinking like <laughs> shitty beer. <laughs> it was I mean, a weird time. Never yeah. really to excess or anything. I wasn't like... I was drinking one tall boy of Bud Light. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it's a weird yeah, time. And, and I'll say, while this game is certainly nihilistic, like uh, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. it another thing, like if you did not like how near uh, Automata was just constantly... Mm, just constantly a downer. Like there was never any real positive moments in that game, really, even with the side quests. This one actually has like happy endings to some of the side quests. 
Like, yeah. which is the fun balance of like, oh, I don't know if this quest is going to be like, oh, these people are happy now and things are good, even though they're arguing, they're they're happy and healthy, yay. Or if it's going to be, oh, everybody's fucking unhappy and this is the worst thing ever. Like nobody liked that. It, exactly. <laughs> so it's I, yeah, it's. I think being in that kind of period of your life is also uh, something that would be interesting with this. Cause you're like, oh, I don't know what to yeah. expect. <laughs> I think it was helpful for me really to play it in that, in that time and in that way, for sure. Um, it certainly shaped my desire to talk about video games more seriously. <laughs> mm. That's for sure. Um, I think uh, the other thing that is um, no people will disagree with me. I know there's like major two B stands out there, but I don't think near automata really has any likable characters. Um, I think it has interesting characters and I don't think I, I don't like hate characters in that game or anything, but none of the characters to me are not. I think part of the point is like these characters are pretty lifeless in some ways, you know, like uh, that they, they don't have a ton of um, personality, I guess. Um, their personality is more in their visual design than their like performance, I guess, but it seems very intentional. What I will say is near the original near the characters are like, it's like a gang of, it's like a group of friends that are. Oh like yeah. When facing the world down, um, your yeah, party you is really expressive. Yeah. When you get the full crew, they're great. <laughs> like every, every one of them and all their interactions, like they're so good. Mm-hmm. Kaine, and, Kaine is an all-time great and Emil so I don't think this is a spoiler um, but I guess headphones off for people who don't want even the most minor of spoilers there's a scene where um, you're talking with Emil and you're at a wedding and he you have a conversation with him and he's like man I can't wait to get married everybody here looks so happy like I'm so jealous of the bride and stuff and uh, near your character is just like, oh, don't you mean you're jealous of like the husband? And he's like, no, I mean of the bride. And it's like this really subtle way of showing, like, hey, by the way, Emil's gay. Like it does not, it does not beat you over the head with these facts, uh, but it does it in really subtle ways, and it just does a lot to personify these characters in just really cool ways. Like I love it. And I think Taro has spoken um, in the past about how the game is not he's very hands off with like the impression that I get is like it's you don't he's not trying to tell you necessarily the only answer here is that Emil is gay in a moment like that it's more like Emil is certainly um queer on some level and it's kind of up to you as to how you interpret that conversation and there's no wrong answer to that totally um, and I think that's cool that he's been able to usually I find that stance really frustrating when creators are like, oh, I want to leave it up to the interpretation of the player. <laughs> Yoko yeah. Taro is one of the only people who does that that I'm like, no, actually, this works because you make such interesting works that it feels like I, I don't like it when it's like a lot of like RPGs of the past. You'll get those questions, those people, those arguments about like, well, I think this happened. And the creator won't comment on it. And I think it's because the creator doesn't care or doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Taro to me seems very much like he's doing it genuinely from a place of wanting people to put 
their interpretations into the work and, uh, and, and come to their own understanding about things, which is cool. Yeah. And I guess my last thought, so we don't have to talk about it for forever, um, is Yoko Taro seems like he wants to take narratives in games seriously. And like, he wants people to actually have conversations about them and, you know, see them for the potential depth they could have rather than just being a vector for power fantasy. And I think that's ultimately what Nier does best. And I think Nier Replicant is that at its best. So I would like, even though I haven't finished the first playthrough and I have kind of a general idea of where things go, uh, I think I can pretty wholeheartedly recommend it for anyone who's interested. All right. I agree. Uh, Would you say recommend perhaps a tax evasion? (laughs) so it's funny it's funny you say that i forgot i even had that on the list and it's funny because i forgot to add it to the list last week (laughs) moving on (laughs) sounds Um, like that game's fine but yeah so we're talking about a little game called turnip boy commits tax evasion um and if uh, it was kind of making its way around the internet sphere i don't know couple weeks ago uh because it's mm-hmm. cute and it's kind of quirky and it's got meme uh, humor the internet's and... shaped like a penis not a sphere let's be honest wait what do you what are you trying to say about penises and their shape that's like a you know like a cylinder like a rounded cylinder i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> so hoping that's what's where it was going um <laughs> So yes, Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. Um, it is a very cutesy art style. It's very much like a top-down RPG kind of thing. Like think original Zelda, but um, more, mm-hmm. I don't know. You could say it's somewhere between original Zelda and something like a nuclear throne, mm-hmm. uh, depending how you want to think of it. Because the gameplay is more like running around and hitting shit. And uh, like there's some challenge to it. There's like, almost like pseudo bullet heli kind of sections, but not, not exactly. So that's the gameplay, but you're there mainly for the narrative in this game and the personality and like the quirky banter between characters. And Pat, you look like you really want to say something. A lot of bullet hells this year that people, a lot of (laughs) (laughs) between turnip boy, commits tax evasion and returnal and near There's a lot of bullet hell going on. Hey, I love it. Um, you should play that Toho game I played last year. I will not. <laughs> <It's really Yeah. laughs> um, I played a little bit. And I went, yeah, I think it's excellent. Um, but Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. It's fine. Um, I think for some people it's going to hit better for them than it did for me. I know Allison also fell off of it pretty hard. Like I think she played like an hour or two and just didn't really mm-hmm. continue. Like the thing for me that I um, that didn't work for me was a lot of the humor actually like while it was well written and it was clever sometimes it was just extremely memey like to the point of kind of being just annoying um Mm. so like there's a part where you encounter someone who sells subs like submarines uh the, the sandwiches like you would get at subway and he's like oh we have tier one subs and tier two and tier three subs and then you meet this other character who's a streamer 
basically, like a Twitch streamer, and they're like, oh, I'll, I'll do this for you if you give me a tier three sub. And it's just like, yeah, I get it. It's a Twitch reference. Haha. <laughs> very clever. Mm. And it, it's a lot of that. It's just very on the nose. It's very referential and just, I wasn't a fan of it, though I will say the last act, the last, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes of it is pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting and it takes it in a place that you wouldn't expect when you're going in. Um, I don't think I need to spoil it here. I don't think that that does anything for anyone. Uh, sure, but I, I will say the last and the last part of it is pretty good. All cool. right. So well, that's all we need to say about that. <laughs> okay. Well, I wish I had more to say about the game I brought this week. I didn't have much time to play it because uh, I've been so excited for it. Everybody knows. Resident Evil Village. Oh yeah, I've waiting. I've been waiting so long for it, and then I've only had like an hour to play it. That's about uh, how much I played. Yeah, uh, I wanted to play more. Just it, it wasn't in the cards. Uh, Did, but no, oh, yeah. I want to figure out where you are without spoiling it for other people. I am past the demo, the village demo. I didn't play through, and the demo. then okay. So the village demo is like Louisa's house. And then okay. you put the maiden and the demon head in the door. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then you go. I love that that's not a spoiler in a Resident Evil game at yeah. all. <laughs> and then I did like yep. the sequence after that. So you probably got to the, the you got to a save room, a save room ass save room. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think we're like, in the exact same spot. Probably. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And that, this section was also in the demo in the castle demo. Well, sure. So that's where it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like it's like earlier than the castle demo was set. Um, yes. But I'm yep. not sure how. I, we're, I think, literally yeah. in the same location. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, this game is. So I saw a quote earlier this week from like the director saying they used feedback from Resident Evil 7 and went, oh, we're going to make Resident Evil Village less spooky. Uh, which Unfortunate. is like, I Yeah. Um, like the the early goings of Resident Evil Seven are just like so good, heart pounding. I haven't and talked stressful. Yeah. I haven't talked about it on the cast, but I played Resident Evil Seven last week, and it's really yeah. holy shit, that game, is yeah, fantastic. That, yeah, it's retroactively. I forget what year it came out, but uh, it was the year before we did the Game of the Year podcast. I, I think because so. I don't think yeah, it came. I, that probably is my retroactive Game of the Year mm-hmm. for that year. Because holy shit, it's good. It, I don't think it was 2017. I think it was 2016. No, I don't remember talking about it on a Game of the Year podcast. Uh-huh. Ever, so uh, it might have been anyway. 2016. No, I think it was 2017. Uh, 2017. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure we talked about uh, it on our cast. Well, but I think I was the only I, one who played maybe, it. I uh, know I played it. I definitely played it. And maybe I okay. fucked up. Maybe I made a mistake. I, I don't was, know. Yeah, I remember saying it was good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good game. But uh, I didn't think enough of us. Not as good as anyways. Near Automata in my book. So I. Yeah. <laughs> But for it's me really good. anyway, but but uh, so it would not have been my game of the year is what I'm saying, but it would have been close because it's the game anyway. That game's hella good. Uh, it does, yeah, it does really cool stuff. So uh, this game is the follow up and everybody le- loves Lady Dimitrescu. And Lady uh, D. 
the big uh, so D. Th- yeah, uh, this game starts off. It's like three years after uh, the events of Resident Evil Seven. Uh, like Ethan, that, yeah. and Ethan and Mia have uh, been recruited by the Umbrella PMC and Chris Redfield to. If they've like undergone military training and are living but, in some <laughs> undisclosed location in Europe. By the way, spoilers for the end of seven, I guess. <laughs> hey, this has been on all the marketing. Yeah, yeah I know. Honestly, sevens. You can tell the arc of. The surprising thing is that Mia lives. <laughs> That's yeah. to me that was the only surprising thing about the ending of Seven. Otherwise, that game has a pretty predictable macro plot, yeah. but it's still sure. good, so good in execution that it's fine. Like the the thing, like at the time, was it was so different and such a departure from the previous yeah. game. So it was like, oh, oh totally. is this like a reboot? And like and, it kind of is, but it's also like, and it was such a, a departure from weird horror games. Like there was nothing it took elements of a bunch of different kinds of horror games mm-hmm. and yeah. combined them in a way that was, there still hasn't really been anything like it yeah. um, other than village kind of, but yeah. So well, yeah, village is in this weird spot because it's borrowing from like resident evil four in some really interesting ways. <laughs> yeah. And like really overt, it's like cool. apart from the setting, but yeah. So the setup is Ethan and Mia are, it's like three years later, they're in Europe. They've been recruited by Umbrella PMC. They have and a baby. I would say if you're going to play this game, just skip ahead because we'll probably talk about what happens at the beginning of the game. And it's like the first 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, but it's, I it's didn't in the trailer. It gonna, it's in, I know, but I didn't watch the trailers. So uh, okay. I didn't know what was going to happen and it blew my fucking mind. Okay. So if you haven't well, watched yeah, any trailers, I, will, <laughs> I, I, I think will, we should talk about it. But yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll, I guess we'll put in a spoiler marker here, I guess. Uh, so. Uh, they're doing their home life. You, if you look around the house, you get like the feeling that, like something's off with like maybe Ethan or maybe with Mia or, but like they don't want to talk about something. And, uh, then your Mia is just lit the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> just like from outside the, the house, gunshots, just <laughs> just riddled with bullets. It's oh like God. excessive. Yes. Turns out, who is it? It's Chris your boy, fucking Chris fucking Redfield, uh, and comes in and he's like, "Oh, oh, she's still alive." Bra, bra. Yeah, drills her in the head a few times. God. And then he's like, "Fuck you!" Like knocks you out. Then they're like leading you out. They take your baby, and then they knock you out again. And then they you wake up like in a ditch uh, with like a car overturned and shit. And hmm. you're like making your way through like Eastern European countryside in the middle of winter through the snow. And you stumble across this village. Spooky noises all around you. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you seeing things running through. Uh, At yeah. that point, though, it's so less scary than the beginning of seven. Like, I was just like, whatever. Maybe it's, a- it's like trying a little too hard. It's very similar to the very mm-hmm. beginning of seven yeah, where you're running like through a wooded the area. House. Yeah. But mm. in, in this case, you're like, things are fucked up. I got to move. Whereas in seven, it's so much more like things have not yet begun to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind it's of tension. Seven has that incredible moment where you're like walking and things are weird and spooky, mm-hmm. but then you find like a dead animal and you're like, ugh, and then you turn around and there's the like, display made the the wall made out of horse parts and that moment was just like oh i'm in for some shit here clearly like this Mm -hmm. game is not gonna fucking (laughs) hold back 
and it just gets better from there. Whereas Village, I very much was like, I'm running in the dark from werewolves. Like, <laughs> I know what I'm <laughs> yeah. doing right now, and it's not that scary. Yeah. yeah it's, so, it, it's, t- it's tension versus panic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they very early, like, they're just like, and things are real spooky right now. Like, whoa, aren't you scared? And, and as no, opposed to, like, not just letting it build up. I yeah, know. it's, <laughs> like, I think if you're not used to, like, horror stuff, it probably still be like stressful but it was very oh, totally. much just like okay i'm gonna get through here but you know I, i'm a veteran of these games now i've played a lot of resident <laughs> evil so it's like okay i know what's going on uh i'm in no imminent danger but at, like then like once you start getting things going like you get into the te- village and then they're like okay we're we're going and it becomes like yeah. basically like the end of resident evil 7 or like yes. a late mm. game resident evil 4 it's kind of a recreation like, of like like really action heavy you mean yeah yeah mm-hmm. then like here's just like an endless horde of enemies yes and uh, you don't have a lot of resources i think yeah. it's actually a pretty good a pretty well executed thing because i was panicked for sure mm-hmm. i wasn't yeah. scared but i was like I, I felt bad for my partner because um because because i think maybe she was sleeping i don't know but <laughs> i was like what the fuck what the fuck what the what the fuck like just yelling that over and over and over again because i was like what the fuck am i supposed to do because i was out of ammo so fast and there's just this stream of enemies and i think that actually is a really good mm-hmm. well it's also very reminiscent very very reminiscent of resident evil 4 like the yeah. early scene mm. where you first yep. encounter like the chainsaw guys yep oh um, sure it's it is yeah, like that yeah <laughs> It is yeah. it is like that scene. Uh, what like, I remember the first like fifteen minutes of the game, so it's not like too spoilery. Cool. But no, yeah. What I remember about Resident Evil Four is I felt like I definitely was like, "What the fuck?" But I also mm-hmm. felt like I was supposed to figure. Like it didn't feel quite as hopeless to me. It felt like I, I could mean, like run somewhere you know, or something. You're, you're on a mission from the president. You're Leon S. Kennedy, and yeah, you're there to save in, the president's daughter. In, like, yeah, you, you got a handle it, on things. It felt like playing through the sequence in Village was very much like, holy fuck! I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't mm-hmm. know where I'm supposed to go. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. And I don't want to like, but it spoil Ethan's it. But just, like, it's interesting. Like, so <laughs> if like Leon Kennedy is like John Wick, Ethan Winters is like Mister Fucking Magoo. Oh, I was going to say he's like Paul Bart Mall Cop. He's just a fucking idiot. That's the like, thing about yeah. Seven. In Seven, I was willing to forgive it because he was in like an ultra fucked up situation. Uh-huh. And he, anyone he's just will, a normal he, dude. Yeah. He's just like some dude. And then yeah. he's like, we're going to, you know, you get your hand cut off and then we're going to staple it back on. And it's like, why does my hand work? And, you know, yeah, stuff like it's, that. it was certainly in Seven much more like, okay, I can hang with this guy because he's going through some shit. Whereas in mm-hmm. Village, I'm like, you've done this like, there's one moment where he goes, why the fuck is this happening again? And yeah. that moment was really good. And I was like, okay, I bought that and I'm with you, buddy. But the rest of the time, he's just a dipshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, my guy. But I've heard it just get, I haven't played it. I, I think uh-huh. I will, but not right away. I'm probably going to wait for mm-hmm. it to be on sale. Um, but I've heard they really just are kind of excessive with how much they oh. fuck Ethan up over the course of oh, the game. Yeah. Just constantly. It's good. It's real like, good. He like early on, like minor spoiler, but like there's like some gross like mutilation. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. like a werewolf like likened thing uh just bites his like hand and takes off like a third of it. 
Yeah, like and it's like fingers, like and it's like God. bone sticking out of one finger. Yeah. One it's, finger it's totally gone. Brutal. And, it's and good. My, my my friend was saying basically he just pours some potion on it and it grows back. Yep. and He's fine. Uh, no, it does not grow back. <laughs> no, no, oh, okay. but, no. But he, does, he bandages it up like it's yeah. it's gone. Okay. Um, but but he does oh, okay. just pour, the, co- pour it, the alcohol on it. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, there's I've, also I saw one like screenshot of a thing that was someone was talking about how like. So you know how with like DMC or Devil May Cry, they like did the mm-hmm. like live storyboarding stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna make all our scenes with like toys, or like we're gonna really oh, yeah, do yeah, it yeah. Invent, like for visualization." So they do for the same five, thing right? with like, yeah, uh, yeah. So for Resident Evil, they did a similar yeah. thing. They just like they storyboarded with like and just took pictures of like the people in the office to like you know in the poses, and then like, oh yeah, they even did it for this scene, and it was a weird scene with. Uh, lady dimitrescu and i was like oh i wonder what's going on here uh yeah it's it definitely like once you get past that initial and i assume there's a bit of back and forth between the village and the castle yeah no Um, because i mean there's like a four lords type thing so i think there's going to be more than just the castle that's what's exciting to me is i think I feel like I know what the plot of this game is going to be at this point already. Um, it, yeah. it seems like it's going to be pretty similar to the first one in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is that they're setting this up for four pretty different, like yeah. potentially different aesthetic and and like mechanical spaces, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which sounds really fun. I think yeah. and like the mechanical additions to this game. Like you have your weapons can be leveled up, like in Resident Evil Four. Yep, yep. Um, you can buy upgrades. You're picking up like treasures to sell for money to like, buy like upgrades. Like in Resident Evil Four. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff is straight from Resident Evil Four. So inventory is Resident Evil Four. Yep. But what yeah. they did do is your crafting materials don't sit in your inventory now, at least. Yeah, <laughs> they're oh, in a separate man, that's tab. That's much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. But but yeah, it it has some interesting mechanical stuff going on that's a little bit upgraded. I don't think that the atmosphere is quite as oppressive and like engaging as it is in seven, but I still think it's fun. Um, Yeah. Hmm. This game is a lot more like um, just like goofy, I guess Mm -hmm. Uh, the enemy, the the four characters that are sort of like the four Lords. I mean, you've seen lady Dimitrescu, like they're all larger than life characters like that. And really weird. (laughs) Like you got like really weird. You've got one who's like almost a bloodborne hunter like yes. type thing going on. So uh, is it almost like campy in a way? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That's um cool. but that's, that's not fun. all the way to It's not Evil Dead. <laughs> or Resident Evil One even. It's not even yeah. like it's it's not yeah. that campy. It still feels it reminds me of like tonally, I think it's higher quality, but it almost reminds me tonally of like that Van Helsing movie. Sure. Um where it's like we know it's campy, but the characters don't know that they're being campy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy that tone when it's done well. Uh, it's yeah. not done particularly well in the Van Helsing movie, but <laughs> it's done pretty well <laughs> yeah, here so sure. far. Well, uh, so far, at least one thing I'm appreciating is that it is like distinct from seven. Yeah. Like I, I'm not going in like, oh, yeah, no, this is just seven again. Like I there's room because there's room to be surprised because seven yep. was a departure from the Resident Evil formula that had come from like four, five, six, and, you know, mostly five and six was like a similar thing. And like they were an evolution of four and then seven did its own thing. And now eight, while it's still in that same like mechanical space, 
<laughs> what's happening feels like I don't know totally. what could go ha- what could happen here with like there's werewolves, there's giant vampire ladies, there's a bunch of other stuff that like is not entirely clear but still looks pretty cool and is very different from anything that I've seen in Resident Evil before. I also like that um I didn't I think this is highly effective in 7 but seven feels like a constrained space, no matter yep. where you are in it. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like oh, it's there's all a lot like of claustrophobic spaces. And yeah, totally, uh, it's claustrophobic. And then even in terms of like the wider, like the mansion itself is is big by real life standards, but it doesn't feel like the original Resident Evil One mansion feels really expansive. Like there's tons. I mean, of, this is just like a big like house in like Louisiana right. Bayou. It's not like yeah. a mansion. It's just so, someone's got so, a big house. <laughs> So the my point being Resident Evil 8 feels like it has the potential to be a much more intricate larger space mm-hmm. um and I think that's a cool departure for what 7 Resident Evil 7 is doing I'm not saying I wish that it had been a more intricate space the claustrophobic nature yeah. of it is important to what they're doing um there's like a great moment in Resident Evil 7 where you have to go back to the manor house. And I was like, one of these times that I come in there, there's going to be fucking molded everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, you walk mm-hmm. in and like three of them wake up and mm-hmm. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't want to <laughs> deal with this in this area. And that's super effective. And I feel like Resident Evil 8, I guess is a little less stressful because I already have a shotgun and a mm-hmm. pistol, like where I am yeah, now. And just... I'm like, okay, if a fucking like vampire lady mm-hmm. shows up in one of these rooms, I'm just going to, blow her away with shotgun um and we'll obviously see. there's gonna be enemies <laughs> yes there will be enemies you cannot do that with but yeah i guess what i'm saying is i feel more equipped to just kind of like explore the space which is something mm-hmm. i never really yes. felt comfortable with in seven even though you have to do it <laughs> yes um, that's it it definitely seems like four where they want you to feel equipped to yes explore the space and go around and you're going to be fighting a lot but it's not going to be like oh god i'm out of ammo and right you could buy and, ammo and you can, yes and obviously um, there's a limited amount of like resource but you can like kind of farm that from some enemies and stuff. i should say i think that stepping back if eight progresses in the way that i suspect it will mechanically in that way mm-hmm. i think seven's probably a more um I think I'm going to come away from this game thinking seven's better, but also eight village seems good. It seems really good. And it's a nice, it's a nice like change of it's, it's good that they switched it up because I think if they had just done seven again, but in a European Mm -hmm. village, I don't know that it would have worked. So I'm still excited about it. Yeah. Just, just changing the location uh, wouldn't be enough or maybe, you know, I, it would have been fine and good, but it would have been Okay that we're doing this again but now it because they've changed so much uh it feels like there's a little bit of like i don't know exactly what's going to happen and there's room to be surprised i also think that they're they're inching closer to being just on the i'm not saying i predict they'll do it saying they're inching closer to the last game in this trilogy just being like vampire the masquerade bloodlines (laughs) but in resident evil because in space there there's like light rpg elements with weapon upgrades in this game and it seems like they're not that far from just being able to create like a more immersive sim style location um which would be kind of neat i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be co-op 
and there's going to be three different stories you play through, and you play as the son of Wesker and uh, Sherry Birkin and Leon S. Kennedy and Chris and Ethan, and then... uh, When you die, you turn into the enemies. Yes. Reverse, not out yet. And not out until, like, July or something. It got, like, blown back in release date. Does does Jake show up in any of these games? I don't even remember. Not, Jake being Wesker's no, son. The, yeah, he's only in six. Only, he's in, only six. in six. Okay. As far I don't, I, maybe he's shown up in like Umbrella Corps or they, something. They but. make references to Wesker though in seven and probably. It's yeah. mm-hmm. it's been a while since I looked at it, but the only reference it, so. is the gun. <laughs> Uh, the gun okay, is but, a reference to Wesker, but it does yeah, say yeah, his yeah. name. It's like in the, in the item description, yeah. it's like. Oh, the gun Albert Wesker's signature mm-hmm. design brought mm-hmm. forward into the next generation or whatever. I don't remember. What no, that's was, that's but. you know that's just fun for people who know the well, games. But sure, but <laughs> you know maybe it's not like Destiny where they're like the lore is in the weapons. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's called the weapon is called like the Albert zero zero one. Yeah, I, maybe maybe this game actually takes place after six. What I suspect, who knows? What I suspect is that Leon will show up in this game at some point. That Uh, would be pretty cool. And then he's like, "I got to save the president's daughter." And then he saves your your baby, and you're like, "What?" And they're like, "You're the president." Then that's the ninth game. Speculation. I know just president presidential. I know nothing about the plot of Resident Evil Seven, but what I suspect is you mean eight or eight? Yeah, I know everything about the plot of Resident Evil Seven, but um, (laughs) what I suspect is that. Chris Redfield is actually kind of a bad guy now and that Leon's I mean, going to show up and be like, this guy's fucking bad news. Let's get out of here. Join my like the, the cover resistance. art is half Chris, half werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like it, it's, it seems like he's some bad news or, or he like something bad is going on. Oh, maybe Ethan. something bad is going on for him. But either way, I think yeah. he's a bad well, guy in this game. Like, yeah. I think Leon's I mean, so, going to show up and yeah. gonna, at the end, it's going to be at the end again. Yeah, and it'll yeah. be like that, you join Leon's group of ragtag mm-hmm. fighters. And I bet there will be I, other yeah. characters and, from and the then, past in there. I, and then it's throughout. Gonna, no, it's got to be. It's got to be Claire Redfield. It's got to be another Redfield. Yes, I think it'll be Claire will be in that group. And I bet in the in the Claire has to show up. Claire has to show up. The last game in this trilogy. Yeah. And then you'll play through the game a second time as Ada Wong looking at everything Mm -hmm. from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I'd be Mm -hmm. down for that. Uh, But yeah, uh, I I am excited to play more when I get the chance and like, I think you know these games are like ten hours ish. So yeah, I think that they're breezy enough. I think I'll probably uh, gun through Resident Evil get remake it. after I play. Eight we should or we should get it's into good. speed running and just compete against each other. Man, I <laughs> understand why people speed run these games after playing seven because I was like, uh-huh. holy shit, the sequence breaking you could be doing to like mm-hmm. not seven, in seven. Sorry, not in the yeah. main plot. It's in that Chris DLC. In that Chris oh, DLC, okay. you could yeah. do some crazy ass sequence breaks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are would be really wild and uh, hard as fuck to pull off. But uh, mm-hmm. seven, you could kind of, I don't know, the boat it's, section. It's not could, got it's not got much sequence breaking stuff. It's mostly just like execution and like. Well, uh, and I've heard it's interesting because the enemies are really unpredictable. So yes, but uh, like also depends on the, the difficulty you play and all that stuff. But sure. uh, yeah. Yeah, I love Resident Evil speedruns. They're my favorite. 
Uh, I gotta watch that Rari Seven one that I've seen circulate. That's like yes, I will. Fast. I will. Uh, yeah, I'll. I can probably send you it. Uh, yeah, this, that'd be good. Yeah. I meant to watch it this week and it got away from me, but yeah, the, I think it's the Carcinogen one where probably. that one's just the most impressive because it's like the highest difficulty and they like randomize item placement. Yeah. So. I can't imagine playing that game on a higher difficulty, though. <laughs> I, mean, I, well, I, I mean, once you know, like, what to expect, then it's like, okay, now I'm... Yeah, I guess. And, you yeah. know, the first time through, I'm always... Certain parts normal, of it would be rough on a higher difficulty. I, man, I played Resident Evil the 3 Remake on, like, the highest difficulty. <laughs> it was just near impossible because like how much damage you take and with like nemesis chasing you around like the final mm-hmm. boss was like if i got hit once it was over i'm like are you kidding me yeah even knowing what to do is like oh i'm kind of bummed i didn't buy more of the games in the recent capcom sale because i kind of would like to they're mm-hmm. so quick to get through but yeah. feel like there's enough there to come back to that i yeah would like to just say, you know, this weekend I'm going to play Resident Evil 3 remake. When I when I didn't, it. yeah, when I didn't have internet for oh like God. two months when I first moved into my apartment, I played Resident Evil 2 so much. <laughs> just so Andre, much. Sorry to interrupt, and I've been not, there, our chat has been pretty yeah. active this this recording, oh, okay. but uh, in regards to your uh, final fight in Resident Evil 3, with mm-hmm. the boss that would just kill you. Uh, one yeah. stranger piece from the chat says, did you see stars, Andre? Because you got punched so hard. And uh, also because that's the name of the thing. Stars. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I guess Man, I did because that's... Jill Valentine is a member of stars. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. this is my mm-hmm. prediction. End of, Resident Evil Village, you had a big fight with Chris, and you get fucked up, and Ethan's like on the edge, and then like a boat pulls up. It won't be a helicopter again because I did that in seven. And it's a boat pulls up. No, it's 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 Leon and Claire in the boat. They pull you on the boat, and they say like, "We got to get you out of here." And then as the boat pulls away, it has like a faded Stars logo on it. (laughs) (laughs) They say, "Get in, loser. We're going shopping." And then the there's the version on resident. the back, and he goes, "What are you buying?" <laughs> <laughs> I was a little disappointed that the the merchant in Village is not that, I, or closer I, to that, that. That would be that would be weird. Uh, it would there, be, I know, but that's like I, one of the only things I have nostalgia for in Resident mm-hmm. Evil because the only one that I played was four. I I've got weird feelings about Duke. Uh, like there's something like if he like on his character design. Steel. Oh, his character no, design is is a little offensive. Is like, for sure, like very fat phobic. It's pretty fat phobic. Yeah, it's it sucks. Uh, yeah. I, the uh, only reason that I yeah. didn't bring it up sooner is because Resident Evil is not um not the bastion uh, of progressiveness. No, I think it's it's there's nothing in this game that I think is like really bad. Like like mm-hmm, yeah. ba- i mean i don't want to suggest that that fat phobia is is like not that bad but like character design definitely sucks it, he especially it, like rolls forward whenever you mm-hmm, meet yeah. him the first time it's shitty for sure it, yeah it's like i think you could still do most of his design but like change a few things and it would become less of an issue yeah but um, also I, I it's 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 definitely one of those things that uh you don't have to interact with him that frequently 
and yeah. um and and it's and for I, I me yeah. i can look at it and go like that sucks and then kind yeah. of yeah it's not like in your face aggressive but it no. is like if you think about it, you're like mm, yeah and it's really not like they're like showing him eating all the time or anything no. like that it's no. but but yeah it's 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 a little yeah. not the best for sure but Besides that, I'm enjoying Resident Evil Village. There's a sequence where there's another hand trauma sequence that I won't spoil. Or where, <laughs> like, have you encountered Lady Dimitrescu yet? Not yet, not yet. Oh, okay, so I'm I'm like a tiny You're bit a past bit, yeah. where you are. I, it's I, real good. I, I mean, like, I you know, I saw, I've seen yeah. her, but I not in the castle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I did yeah. like the escape sequence thing, and then yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Um. I'm a little bit. I'm like one. Yeah. I'm like ten, fifteen minutes past that. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a spoiler to say that you run into her pretty quick once you're yeah moving around that castle sequence and that opening. So I think that is actually that might be the the like the picture the screenshot I saw. Oh. Maybe. Yeah. That might be the thing that I referenced. Like they it's did good. like a that- they made like a a real life like there's like a know, storyboard shot of yeah. that <laughs> there's like a five minute basically cutscene sequence that's going to happen very soon after where you are that is really good <laughs> it's okay. definitely uncomfortable if you have issues with limb trauma but mm, uh great. but it's 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 good uh it's <sighs> it's like it's clearly they're trying it's clearly their version of the dinner scene mm-hmm. um mm. but not not necessarily that it's exactly the same yeah, textually, yeah, yeah. but it's clearly the serving that purpose oh, in a, from a narrative mm-hmm. and gameplay perspective. The dinner um, scene was so good, and it's not quite <laughs> as good as the dinner scene, but it's it's good. Okay. It's I good. mean, that one guy was like, "Take him into the castle, chop off his dick, blah blah." Like, I know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, you're gonna do what? <laughs> yes, they literally say like, "Chop off his dick," and I was like, "Are you what?" <laughs> I mean, damn. Yeah, that's a the people but, in the village mm-hmm. interesting yep. characters I, i'm curious to see where this Man, goes but it's um, also good when you get to louise's house i was like again light spoilers for the first like 30 minutes of the game but when i got to louise's house i was like oh okay so this is going to be like the hub we're going to be exploring the village for like mm-hmm. an hour or two yeah. here and stuff and then stuff happens and you're just like oh fuck okay <laughs> well <laughs> i guess we're done here <laughs> it's now, very good. I, like you're, I'm pretty sure we're going back, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I just meant with that specific group mm-hmm. of people in that mm-hmm. specific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we just, inv- you know, we met all these people. This, this was all in the demo, but oh, we just met all these people. And, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it was very much like oh, the cast of NPCs that we're going to be spending time with uh-huh. in this game. <laughs> Do some side <laughs> quests, like, maybe. Nope. <laughs> uh, it's 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 good so far. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's games for this week, and uh, we'll. Yeah. It's the only All games the, that anyone's yeah. been playing and allowed to play anywhere in the uh, world. So mm-hmm. I've been playing more Returnal, but uh, yeah, not allowed. It's still good. I'll, nope. I'll, I'll I'll come back maybe next week with more thoughts on Resident Evil uh, Village. Maybe some Returnal. We'll see. I was excited to get to Returnal this week after I finished Resident Evil Seven, but mm-hmm. then all this like it sounds like it's mm-hmm. just such a mess right now. I'm not even it, gonna play more it, of it until they sorted out they when they reverted a patch it fixed my it, it seemed to have fixed the issue i was having with it like just freezing and hard crashing but maybe that'll come back if i spend more time in that level did, but did, that's it was the thing, like, did, you plug that, in, did you plug in a keyboard no i did not <laughs> i did not plug in a keyboard and input cheats 
the way the game was meant to be played <laughs> it because the, it's in the game. That's how it was designed. Yeah. So you it was yes. designed that way. So you did nothing wrong if you used cheats to play Returnal. Yep. And anyone who says save, otherwise is a, is a whiner. Filthy, filthy animal. Uh, people are out there on mm-hmm. Twitter just unleashing absolutely, their entire asses onto it. Absolutely just, wild. They should it be is embarrassed. <laughs> anyway. I am embarrassed reading them, and I think their opinions oh, are bullshit, and they're yeah. shitty people. Yeah. Like, like, anyway. <laughs> you know who's not shitty people? Uh, uh, our, fir- our first news story this week. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it hurts to say, even, uh, because, like, we're here... Uh, in this in this podcast because of these people um how my partner and i met we're talking about in the wake of all this it's it's tough yeah uh alex navarro vinnie caravella and brad shoemaker long time members of giantbomb.com i think of them as founders even though they're not yeah they weren't all there like day and date but like they they built that site they 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 were like from their GameSpot days and like so formative to making that site uh making the site what it is today and you know uh the last like over a decade um they're they've left the site uh as of yesterday they're no longer uh which it sucks like you know, I, I trust in Jeff Gerstman and what, you know, what he does next with the site. And like, it sounds like they've got the chance. He's got the chance and him, Jan and yeah, the, Jason. The Jason have the opportunity and like, you know, Rory and it the other people the way have the they chance talk, to build something new. Yeah. The way of. they talk, it sounds like Jeff Backlar will be pretty heavily involved too, because yeah. they talk about, they seem to be talking about from a company and I'm not going to speculate at all on anything yeah <laughs> about those people's personal or professional lives but it sounds like they red ventures looks at GameSpot and giant bomb is kind of the games group and yeah. it sounds like Bacalar is in a position of of pretty high authority now within the games group and so hopefully yeah. he'll be he'll have a lot of hand and he's a he's a really 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 smart content producer so um mm-hmm. i was initially like fuck this i'm just done with this site completely and then I, in some ways i'm weirdly excited to see what jeff the, the I the Jeffs and the, the what the J yeah. gang mm-hmm. does Jeff with, Jeff uh, J oh god Jeff Jeff J, Jason J. And Jan no 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 oh wow I, just, uh, I didn't even I'm, think about that that's the real Triple reason J. that that Alex Vinny and Triple Brad J. left uh, yeah because the Jays were too strong got to get John Vignaki back and then he's got to only go JV oh. <laughs> oh boy uh, but John uh, Drake. Yeah, oh my exactly. god, we've they're uncovered all the J's. They're gonna the they're J's gonna change back. the G in Giant to a J. Yep. And Dave Lang is gonna change his name to Jave Lang. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I'm excited to see what Jeff's gonna do next. I think Jeff did a garage stream where he was like cleaning shit in his garage yeah. for two oh, hours geez. that I watched. And it was a really great cathartic, like mm-hmm. okay, you know, he's this sounds like there's a future here that could maybe yeah. It, my hope it is doesn't that it sound like he's going down with the ship. No, no, like their ship of um, Theseus. Yeah, and I think yeah. the the biggest thing that Giant Bomb has, the biggest weakness of Giant Bomb over the last that has become apparent. It's always been a problem, but it's become more apparent over the last few years. Is there's such a like lack of diversity in terms of like 
the perspectives that people are approach mm-hmm. approaching games from. Certainly, there's a lot, there's there was diversity of taste, but like, yeah, it was a bunch of white guys talking about games with you know exceptions from people like Jan and and Abby and stuff over mm-hmm. over the years. But yeah, people have come through in Austin. But, in Austin, yeah. yeah. Um, but but I mean, the core of that mm-hmm. team for so yeah. long has been that. So my hope is that this is an opportunity for them to build a more diverse yeah. um, set of experiences and, and, and people um, yeah. to maybe to, to, to maybe be a, a great place for the future of games too, because I think a lot of places like nothing against like people like Rab and, and other people that work at IGN and game informer and stuff. Um, I mean like Leon Rupert's really cool and like there's lots of cool people at different places, but I feel like there isn't that like, no pun intended, like bastion of of games media where I go to a place and go like, no, I like everyone here and all of their opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like how Giant Bomb was for a while for me. Um, yeah. And 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 I, I think maybe they could do or, that again. Yeah. With or even if I even if I don't necessarily care for the person, like I at least trust they're on the level. And with, for sure. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I'm not like, oh, this person's wearing a Pip Boy and streaming, talking about Fallout Four and how how amazing it yeah. is. Yeah, and like I feel that uh-huh. way about about Vice now, but that's like the only place that I mm-hmm. have that feeling for. Um, yeah, and and, and Giant like, Bomb, I have felt that way about Giant Bomb too. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like the internet. They talked about this on the Bombcast, the last, the most recent episode, whatever that number was, mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, the one titled Brad's leaving. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that, went live. that was, yeah, that was perfect. Um, however, like they're talking about how the internet is so significantly different now versus when they started. And mm-hmm. I think the communities that you're talking about, like when I first started using giant bomb in like 2010 or whatever, um, it, it was a website you navigated to all the time. It was like, Oh, mm-hmm. first thing I'm going to do when I wake up today is I'm going to go to giantbomb.com and check out the forums and check mm-hmm. out what quick looks have been happening. And you watched all the quick looks there. And then uh, as the years went on, when it came to quick looks, I just watched them on the YouTube channel and I stopped going to the website as much and stopped interacting with the community as much through their forums. And it it's just because that's how the internet changed is people rarely go to an individual site anymore. Like they go to something that... Um, is an amalgamation or like it kind of accrues stuff from different sites. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, like you're, I, you're getting the filtered best of the best content all the time rather than just everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a weird market. And I think like part of their whole, like changing things up from here, like their plans kind of have to, or incorporate that. And, you know, like you said, they were yeah. talking about it. Jeff Jeff is aware of that and has also talked about how he's happy to have people who don't know what a Genesis is on on the yeah. site. Like was people totally. talking like people talking shit about Abby, like, oh, did you know you hired someone who doesn't know what a Genesis is? Like, good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been the biggest issue for me with um with why I've listened to less and less Giant Bomb. And this is where the like I'm sad and I don't I don't wanna really say yeah. anything but Part of the reason that I'm excited for, I wish that 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 Vinny and Brad and Alex were going to be there for the next chapter of the site. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason I'm excited for the next chapter of the site is I feel like over the last few years, 
their opinions have started to stagnate more and more and more. Mm. And I don't even need to really listen to, to a lot of their content to know what Jeff's going to say about like, Oh yeah, a game. And I'm, that's not very interesting from a listener mm-hmm. perspective, even if I have a, a unending yeah. respect and admiration for those guys as a team. Um, and like, I think that with the potential for significant new voices coming in, there's mm-hmm. a lot of room for like, uh, for more nuanced discussions, I guess mm-hmm. is what it comes yeah, down to. Cause like new, new, at least new discussions. And like, yeah. I was, uh, the thing I appreciated most from giant bomb was just like the industry insight and like, sure. Oh, totally. Being able to look like basically news analysis and like, Oh, here's what's yeah. going on. And like, you know, all that stuff is like really what drew me to them. Cause I was like, Oh, these guys like really know and like their history and, and like, for, that's always so me, fun to hear. The thing I really appreciated about it, especially again, like in like 2010 ish, when I played a lot of games, but I didn't know much about the humans that made them, mm-hmm. is Giant Bomb was the first place I ever encountered that truly humanized developers. Like mm-hmm. they would constantly have developers on, be it for quick look EXs that they started mm-hmm. doing, or like a drink a lot of the, rum and play Sid Meier's Pirates <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, Age, Age of, of Booty. Booty. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the E three couches and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that like was that, true. Like all time that, that stuff. Yeah, like that stuff changed my perspective on the games industry. Yeah. And 100%. like that is like and it, it came from a group of dudes like uh just that were just buddies and stuck together and wanted to do something new. Like yep. yes, a hundred percent you can levy uh critique at like the diversity and just things of that nature, but the way it started was truly just, you know, group of dudes that yeah that were doing what they wanted. And I don't think there was ever totally admirable. There was never an intent from anyone on that crew to not have a diverse (laughs) cast. Mm -hmm. I think it's just that that's how, I mean, look, we're a podcast of like mostly white dudes. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I did. So. I did. I. I honestly didn't mean for it to end up that way. No, of course not. I legitimately Andre thought. I th- he thought I was. I, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I did. I thought Alex was like <laughs> a woman <laughs> of color, and I was like, "Oh, wait. Oh, okay. You're you're a Canadian guy. Okay. Well, that yeah, works yeah. too. And that's happy accident because <laughs> Alex is a fantastic producer, and the show would not be half the show it is without yeah. him. But uh, but but I don't think that that's. My, I guess my point is that I don't want to paint it as like I think that yeah anyone on that crew has been trying to gatekeep um, yeah more no, diverse hires, not. but um, but yeah, just looking back at how it started and just yeah, yeah on, on a personal level it just had such huge influence on me and yeah, like yeah. you were saying I, I made tons and tons of friends out of that community like yeah, yeah. just life changing relationships here, like doing this conversation if not for giant bomb yeah yeah uh, so but nothing but respect I, yeah uh, just last any like specific memorable moments or something that like you know, these there's people so like there's, there are so many, <laughs> but like, uh, Alex Navarro always holds a special place in my heart just for how much he's talked about like mental health, uh, and his oh, struggles totally. with it. Like being open about that was, uh, yeah, I think a very important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Depression and all that was just like, good on you, man, for like talking about it and being open about it and destigmatizing that stuff. Yeah. I think uh, I think it was really. He certainly not the not the first person in this in in games to do it, but I think yeah. Brad was one of the first people that I saw start to like really on a large platform 
combine conversations about video games with also like, hey, fuck off if you're a piece of shit, like <laughs> yeah. person from a political perspective or something. And oh, totally. That meant a lot to me because I never expected it initially mm-hmm. from Brad um, as he started to become more outspoken about politics and stuff like that. And so that I think was really influential in me to say, you know, regardless of who my audience is, I'm going to stay firm and like my values mm-hmm. and beliefs. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stow it just because I'm at work. And if yeah. someone says something shitty or just because I'm like in a public space, like that, that mm-hmm. was, I, th- I think that was really helpful for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for me, like there's so many things you could point at in mm-hmm. terms of just video content and stuff that they produced oh, yeah. out there. But for me, like uh, I had, a long-standing conversation and like personal relationship with Ryan Davis. Like, yeah, we talked all the time. We hung out anytime we were in the same city, and he was one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like, you, of of course, this isn't about uh, the folks who are leaving. This isn't about Brad Vinny or Alex, but just in terms of Giant Bomb and the people there, um, because it it is changing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the thing to note, and I think this applies to all those guys, is whenever I interacted with Ryan Davis, you always had the impression that he was just kind of loud and abrasive and a dick. And, you know, mm-hmm. like he was, he would be rude to people and stuff like that. But when you interact with him on a one-to-one human level, he was like one of the most empathetic and sure. caring people I'd ever, ever <laughs> talked to. Like it, I, those conversations were brutally honest in really great ways. And he was never rude and it was amazing. I mean, I've talked about it with you guys before, but I, 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 always i've always like liked dan generally on podcast content i like oh, him totally. when he has like somebody else to like sometimes <laughs> to rein him in a little bit yeah, yeah. um Vinny Caravella, I always, king I, of reigning yes in or letting, <laughs> i was giving always, him just enough to hang on, himself man on that last beast cast he asks a bunch of questions about stud finders it was uh-huh. like a classic oh so good uh, anyway um, <laughs> and and i was like but man, I was always like, man, Dan's the last guy on the podcast I'd want to hang out with. I bet he's insufferable in person. And then I ended up mm-hmm. hanging out with him for like an hour and a half after a PAX panel. And he was like, like what you're saying, Alex, he was incredibly kind. He was incredibly kind to us. He spent a bunch of time hanging out with us when like he's totally didn't have to. And when other people were like, okay, I'm going to go back to my room, go to bed and stuff. He was hanging out, drinking beers in the lobby mm-hmm. of this hotel with us for like hours. It was really cool. And I yeah. think that that's... um just something that you get from that website is that the people there are just like really um, seem like they're just really interested in, in being like kind to the people they interact with in a way that I think is um, important and, and and good. And, um, and and I hope continues with the next generation of giant bomb staff. Yes. Yeah. Which, which extends to, like my thoughts on that is something they also alluded to is that you have to remember that these internet personalities, they're human beings and yep. what you see on them, like of their video content, what you see them producing and everything like that isn't necessarily who they are. If you project those values onto them, that isn't the human behind the scenes. And you have to remember that yeah. for all these folks. Um, yeah. The only last anecdote I have like of personal relationships with any of those guys was Alex Navarro um, in 2012, I want to say. Uh, I organized for him to come do a talk at my university because uh, <laughs> we had a video game music club and we were able to get 
him in there because he was a video at game harmonics? person and was also into music and stuff. Like, was he, he at harmonics even, at that time? He must have. He no, was he, Boston, he, he right? was. Uh, we were in Boston, but he was there for PAX East as a uh, as a giant bomb person. And we we're okay. like, there's such a tenuous relationship between music and video mm-hmm. games here, but we all love Giant Bomb, and like we were mm-hmm. just able to convince him basically. And like I organized that and hung out with him a lot, and. It was he was so affable and so kind and mm-hmm. so funny, like extremely funny. And throughout that PAX East, every time I went there, we would just randomly see each other and just basically finger gun each other, and it was the best. <laughs> so those guys are that. That sounds like they're so genuine. Alex Navarro would do, yeah. And I, I look forward to seeing whatever they get up to next. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them. Oh, go extremely private. After I this. don't think we're going to see anything. I mean, I think they'll probably. Sh- Again, I don't mean to speculate too much on what they're mm-hmm. going to do yeah. in the future. But I, I just wouldn't be um, surprised. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised either if this is yeah. kind of the I, watch them drive off. If moments. I could, oh god, don't don't say it. <laughs> it's been a long road. Yeah. Uh, uh, they played but, that at the know, end of the stream yesterday. I, 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 I oh, heard, really? and I, I don't yeah. think I could handle oh, it. No. Like I like even just like listening to the Beast cast oh. was like. I couldn't do it. It was it was hard. It, I did it while I was era. practicing at Charlotte Motor Speedway last night, so I had something <laughs> else to focus on while I was. <laughs> it, it, it sucks. Um, I'll, I'll miss those guys. Yep. Uh, but you know, uh, good good for them getting out. They had a long run, and they deserve all the happiness. Kind of the long. I mean, Tatillo, like, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there's that many people who have been. In Games that space yeah, for uh, so long, they, most people John get out. Party? Like, I mean, like technically, Mc... he's but he's in like do the pod- uh, they do the podcast though. But there, but he's not in like. like uh, yeah, I'm talking about like media stuff, as an like, editor at a website. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I content, can't think content of anybody producer who, um, like Greg man. Miller is getting up there, but he's also like kind of doing like a. But he thing started now. because but even of he, Giant he, Bomb. Yeah, so he did. Yeah, he's not 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 nearly as long, but he is like. Like uh, Im- Imran was posting, like, you know, saying, I-, I just realized that in five to seven years, people are going to be referring to me and my cohort as the elder statesman of games journalism. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, those they're, are people who are, like, coming up, like, in the last few years. Those, those giant bomb yeah. guys are, like, the elder elder. They're, like, the great mm-hmm. grandfathers at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jeff has been in it since the 90s, like, early yep. 90s, right? And, like, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, Patrick Klepek has been doing it since he's 14. So, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> he always, but he, since he was sort of like the second generation of giant bomb staff, he'd always, he seems like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I mean, like he, not, he not seems like the... he's 12 years old still, but <laughs> <laughs> perpetually, uh, but still he's been doing it for such a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, you know, yeah. uh, but yeah, anyway, it's interesting. <sighs> Yeah, maybe we'll hear him on like the Fire Escape cast with Dan, Mike Mahardy, and Mary Kish or something occasionally. I can hope. Oh okay. yeah, Brad, you know, you Brad's still got his tech pod with Will Smith. I yep. imagine he's uh, going to continue. Uh, this, and... this is again pure one hundred percent percent speculation. I could totally see Brad Shoemaker writing a book. Yeah, I could see any of like, them, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to. And I would love model. to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. God, I, you could still see the baby face under there. Though, no, you all that hair. No, we got to do the you got to do the official Twitter thing. They're going to start a Patreon. They're going to get Austin Walker to, to leave uh, his contracting work to be on their Patreon, 
and they're going to get Patrick Klepek <laughs> to quit his job at Vice, even though he has children and a house, uh, <laughs> to join a Patreon. And then they're going to get Greg Miller to leave kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Just fantasy book your fucking Patreon, which is something I'm so fucking tired of. Mm-hmm. Top 1% of OnlyFans. Dave Lang, John Vignocchi, John Drake, and Adam Boys are all going to leave Iron Galaxy. Well, because they're Disney, such great Nintendo, friends. And they're Since all gonna... they're such great friends, of course, they're going to throw yeah. all of their professional prospects away to do a yeah. Patreon for they're, it so that they're gonna fund you the whole and I thing. can have a podcast. <laughs> like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> Let people yeah. live their lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. So that's it on the, uh, the, the big earth-shattering news of the week. Yeah. Kind of the big... I mean... It blew up really big. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the entire game space seemed to be talking about it this week. Um, and it yep. felt like it overshadowed like pretty much, at least in terms of Western <laughs> yeah. games design yeah. and media, it blew it up. Um, yeah. So we got a couple quick hits here and then like another kind of bigger thing. Uh, so let's see. After that, we've got two the bits Waluigi of, thing is the big uh, thing. Oryuga Gotoku <laughs> Studio News. Uh, Yakuza will be staying turn-based going forward, it sounds like. So Yakuza 8, 9, 10. 11, like, 12. Yep. Like, like, a wyvern, like a worm. Like a worm. Like a like a drake. Uh, will be turn-based. And like a virgin. Turn-based? Uh, well, that's the, all the games are like a virgin because Kiryu and... Uh, Ichiban are both 100% virgins. Uh, Judgment 2 uh, was announced, and that is actually going to maintain the beat em up combat of the previous games in the Yakuza series and of Judgment. So if you want that beat em up combat, Judgment's your game now. Lost Judgment? Yeah, Lost Lost Judgment. Which sounds like this list. What's funny is Lost Judgment sounds like a JRPG. Man, remember yeah. when they revealed Judgment and the Japanese game name was Judge Eyes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's such a better name. They should have just kept yeah. that for the West. Yep. Lost uh, Judge Eyes. He lost his Judge Eyes. <laughs> Bob Zachney over at Waypoint has been playing Judgment and has had I, nothing but good things to say about it. I, I should play it. It's on Game Pass now or something, right? I don't I know. know. I know yeah. Sam, was, Sam was really into it. Yeah, yeah. it seems like a great game. I gotta play it now before the there's like seven games in the series. <laughs> I still have to go back to Yakuza Two. Ah, I know, <laughs> not enough time. Nope. What am I doing with my life? They're not really playing good. Yakuza, that's for sure. Those games. Great. Uh, that's one nice great. thing about getting into sim racing, there is no like, gotta keep lore. up, gotta play. Yeah, there's no no lore. <laughs> Uh, next you gotta know all the lore of all the cars. And I mean, the next gen NASCARs did just drop in iRacing. Speaking oh, of lore, uh, uh-huh. Mass Effect Legendary Edition comes out next week, and they have released all the previous deluxe exclusive Mass Effect content for free, like art books and like behind the scenes stuff and like soundtracks. Cool. Yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, it's kind of nice. Can you from like the previous releases? Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be good. But can you imagine if that legendary edition sucked, <laughs> <laughs> and if they just <laughs> fucked up making a re-release of Mass Effect? <laughs> you know what? You can go to GiantBomb.com and watch Mass Alex, uh, yeah. which is how I have enjoyed Mass Effect in the recent like past two, three years. Yeah, probably like the past three years. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's a neat thing. If you want some Mass yeah. Effect soundtracks and stuff, you can go get that for free. Yep, and I'll make sure it's in the show notes, a link to that. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you might have remembered us talking about Microsoft and Discord and then how like maybe they were talks dollars and then discord was like nah we're not we're not feeling it and then this week uh sony and discord announced a partnership there's no purchase here which some people on social media need to understand there is no purchase (laughs) microsoft didn't fuck up or whatever like microsoft has had a deal in place with discord for years years yeah (laughs) We don't even know what the Sony deal is going to look like. It's going to like uh, kind of uh, come together in 2022 is when we'll see like what that is, I guess, or when it'll mm-hmm. at least come out. It'll probably be integration where people can see what you're playing and maybe some chat integration, which would be nice if they got that on Xbox too. So you could chat like cross party, cross platform. Easy. Yeah. Hopefully. Just, that sounds great. Do it. Yeah. That'd be, that'd they be should awesome. do that. Yeah. Having it's the Discord kind of a, presence and all that. It's kind of a wonder they haven't already. Um, and yeah. like I have been said in the past, well, like, Sony is, doesn't like the, the cross play. So, well, that we know that for sure now, don't we? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we know that even yeah. more than we like, did before. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah. yeah sh- it, slow your roll, it seems, people. <laughs> it seems like good news. I don't know why people are yeah. freaking out about it. Well, uh, because and also just it, fucking, yeah, it, it doesn't. They don't give a shit about you. Sony doesn't care about you. Sony doesn't care at all about mm-hmm. you. So no. stop doing this like armor up to go fucking fight in the Sony crusades. They don't. You are a number. You do not matter to Sony <laughs> or Microsoft at all. Yep. Stop acting like you you care about them like they're people. I mean, they're people that work there. Be nice to them yeah. when you interact with them. But like as a corporate entity, they don't give a fuck about you. Stop giving a fuck about them. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. Jim Ryan doesn't give a fuck about anything. Absolutely not. The only thing he cares about <laughs> is crash zooms. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> and his bank account. That's the thing. They all give all they give a shit about is making money off you. Yeah. 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 The only one I would say the, the only high like, score that matters. Shit, but Bill Spencer gives a slight shit, but if he had to do something that would to to for you personally, that would like the prospects Bring, of the company i don't think that he would oh i mean, I mean totally, maybe totally. it was like to save your life but like <laughs> i'm talking about like i have to i have I, I gotta save your life but the only thing i have that can pull you up is these blueprints for the xbox series <laughs> y i bet i don't know what he would, i'm not gonna i think phil spencer seems like a in the space of corporate like bosses he seems pretty good yes is my point uh, they should he, they should yeah. get they should sign vin diesel up and then have a xbox series triple x or ice cube no come on there's only, only one triple x no there's two they made another one well i mean there's three <laughs> but there's only one there's only there's only one that matters <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> joke i've heard in a long time <laughs> i love it sex tuple x <laughs> did you see that thing i posted or someone on twitter posted it was like they should call the next resident evil like mainline resident evil 6 so you can do the ix as 9 yes. yeah that really was really funny. people <laughs> yes um i just want i funny. just i under now i feel like i have to play the whole series because it 
Yeah, I can't get the phrase President Evil out of my head, and I know that that's a thing in Resident Evil 6. Well, that, uh-huh. that is, it's, yeah. It's literally the very beginning of Leon's it, story. It yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's literally the the, the opening. Uh, I would play and I just Evil wanted, 6 with you. I want you someone, someone to look into the camera and go, President's Evil. That, that, <laughs> that, that Solid Snake? I, it's, I did, did sound get, like Solid Snake more than the, the Resident Evil voice. Get David Hayter in there, sure. There, it is, it is fucking wild that there was never a Resident Evil Metal Gear Solid crossover. I know they're totally different companies. I understand, yeah. but Konami doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, clearly, it just seems like like in the '90s or something that would have been zombies. A yeah. Anyway, Snake can love bloom in a viral outbreak. <laughs> Uh, snake riding, yelling, Leon in a dumpster, <laughs> and then then Otacon is just rolling down a hill. Oh um, God! Oh wow! I got a fanfic to write. <laughs> I got a I got to head down to Osaka visit Capcom. What was the uh, who was the dude who was always pooping himself? Uh, that's Johnny Johnny something. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Get Johnny in there. Yeah. Former 343 dev has come forward saying Halo Infinite is constantly being made under crunch surprise, conditions. Surprise, surprise. Or yeah. shouldn't it say is being made under constant crunch conditions? I'm taking issue with the way this is written here, but maybe this I wrote is the quote. it at I don't like know. 2 a.m. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the same thing either way, I guess, but I'm not yeah. stupid. It sucks. I'm not surprised. I, that game, I think that game's, I have no faith in that game being anything other than a steaming pile. <laughs> <laughs> I, there are gonna be like you know like you were saying with the the sony stuff like you know the same goes for microsoft and they're gonna oh, be yeah. people who defend it no matter what but yep. like that game needs to be like hot fire like in a good oh, way yeah it has to be really good to matter and it will not be <laughs> well i mean i don't know how they make it hot fire they, like, that's what i mean like I, I don't know what what expectation we have to set for it to hit that like I, I just don't know what realistically it would have to be i mean i've for me like halo's always been like the multiplayer thing with my friends so like i'm not the person sure. to answer that question uh and maybe they need a really good multiplayer thing like, to me what, or people people care uh, uh competitive or just like you know like the weird like forge stuff and that's what mostly what my friends and i did was forge stuff so sure. like i'm the wrong person to really ask about halo but like co-op campaign was always like the other thing we did that was always important and fun but i i don't know what that's you know like five was kind of not the greatest i heard so yeah Yeah. i don't know yeah i i it would be great if that game was good of course it's like good to have good games but yeah we don't want bad games but i mean also (laughs) the entire like a perception of infinite kind of came off of, Oh, it just doesn't look like amazing, like the textures or whatever. And like, so what, like hard to tell from what little they showed of gameplay, whether it's a good game or not, but that game, like if it was like, they wouldn't have delayed it a year if it didn't need it. You know, um, yeah. If they didn't think they could fix it or do something, uh, so hopefully that oh, year I is don't actually know. enough 
to... I think that there's every possibility that Microsoft said, we'll give you another year, but you got to figure it out. And they're going, oh, shit, oh, fuck, oh, shit, yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, why, how do they get to the point where does Microsoft... You know, someone has to say, oh, yeah, we can, you know, we can do X, Y, Z. And, like, here's what we can act do actionably based on what they saw in this like five minute trailer or whatever like oh yeah you know and uh, of course they've had like gameplay testers and stuff like playing the game so like you know they know what it is but with how quickly they delayed it and like the length of the delay is it's all very fascinating it'll be Mm -hmm. you know we're what's probably six months out from that game coming out and i want that game to be good i mean i want games to be good of course i hope it's i hope it's good and i hope that the developers can get out of those conditions because that's yeah yeah, up. that's the thing we're not talking about is that news article that is being made under crunch, yeah. and the reaction should be, of course it is. It's the yeah. fucking well, yeah, game. That's kind of why I haven't it's not, continued it's talking not about even, it because it seems obvious yeah. to me. Yeah, we, we, like we, we talked about that think it wasn't? last year. Like that's that was the point of the article I wrote the, last year. Is like this is just the standard for the industry, and yeah, it's absolutely. not going to change until you know, like the games industry capitalism. gets. Its, that and well, also the game industry gets its shit together. Yeah, and 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 I think workers having more power would have a big mm-hmm. impact on that yeah. potentially as yeah. well. And, but and management not being total poo poo, right? Even with like an extra year, suddenly oh that doesn't mean oh well we can just tighten things up and like it's casual. We got a year. No, now it's we it's, got you know pedal to the metal whole time. It's. Exactly what we saw with Cyberpunk, and we're going to see it with so many other yep. games too. It's purely mismanagement of time, a mismanagement yep. of expectations, and you know, like saying, "Oh, we're going to meet these deadlines," not meeting them, and then blaming the developers basically and saying, "Oh, yep. now we need to take this extra year because these people couldn't get it done." Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that, yep. that's not what they're saying outwardly, but I imagine there's at least some of that attitude going on just from previous experience and. Sure just previous evidence so it sucks and we there needs to be a way to fix it and again this is why there are so few senior developers in games because no one wants to deal with that much bullshit all the time Uh, yeah like there was moved they get out of it yeah there was something going around where it's like oh yeah if you want a senior position in games you're set if you want entry level there's nothing well, it's like, the, just like job it, listings there's all senior positions like there's tons of them but entry-level positions yep. there's nothing it's because they dehumanize the yeah. entry-level positions they're like oh these are kids straight out of college who are very passionate and excited yeah. and they will work these long hours because they care uh, and then they burn those kids out and then those kids mm-hmm. move on to other industries and yep. where they're better paid and have better work-life balance and Yep, and then there's always going to be a new kid. Like, there's always yep. going to be a new kid who wants oh, yeah. to get into the industry because, like, like you're saying, there's, uh, let's say, fifty entry level positions, and there's going to be a like ten thousand people applying for it. Mm-hmm. So there's always yeah. going to be people wanting that position, even though it's so crushing. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, I hate to say it before <laughs> we get into the the meat of this. Uh, <laughs> this next yeah, bit, you, which is you, you gotta get out of here soon. I gotta, or... I gotta get, the, I gotta kick tires and start the engines. Uh, yeah. All right, let's let's just power through this really fast then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fine. The other big thing that's been happening this week is the first week of Epic versus Apple in court, the trial. Yep. 
testimony and all that stuff. And there has been a lot coming out, like from we statements can't cover all to of just it. like we can't, no. we can't, you, we, you we, do, we simply out, can't. <laughs> um, uh, 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 Rep Valentine's reporting mm-hmm. at IGN is really yes. good. Um, yeah. She's um, been doing so thing. good. She's doing an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she is uh, used to this kind of stuff. Yep. From and like, I listened yeah. in on some of the 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 hearing on the conference call uh and it was very funny they just seem like they're going in circles they don't even fucking know what they're talking about oh Tim Sweeney doesn't even really know what he's talking about oh god it's <laughs> reading their statements is just like kind what of offensive is a video game like, yeah my favorite like, thing oh my god my favorite thing to come out of it was last was someone sharing a tweet last year of tim sweeney saying like this isn't mm-hmm. just about epic this is about all developers getting a better mm-hmm. shake on the app store and then he was asked, would you have taken a specialized sweetheart deal for Epic to avoid this? And he said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck off, dude. You're a yeah. fucking liar and an asshole. Like, and, get yeah, fucked. We, I, we probably, like, said that was the case back when we were oh, yeah, talking yeah, about Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I never Absolutely. believed him at Absolutely. any point, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, God. So, the, well, oh, it, it, oh. We, we definitely talked about it. As soon as the 1984 night stuff came out, we yeah, were talking yeah, yeah. about how oh, yeah. it seems so insincere. That's so, what 1984 yeah. nights all about. <laughs> anyway, uh, you should go read that reporting. It's it's but it's good. We have to call out that one. We have to call the, out the, the thing. Itch, the the itch thing, thing from today. Yeah. So, God. and we talked about this on the podcast a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago was how itch is now on the Epic Game it's Store. Partnered. Like you can down yeah. you can download the itch client, which gets you get to the itch store and launch your itch games and all that stuff mm-hmm. so you don't have to go through like the web browser which is which is great because if you're not familiar with itch it's like a wonderful hub for like indie creators they like it's it is just, filled with unspeakable games that are not uh, fit to be said in a courtroom that's what it is alex face palmed as soon as you said that <laughs> who, who it said it was it the apple it was lawyer? the apple person I believe said they are unspeakable games. Yes, like they they are filled with fetishes and descriptions filled with God, fetishes and names that are unspeakable in a courtroom. Like what? It's so is stupid. Like these people stupid. are. Yeah, yeah, so stupid. Their other big gotcha was there are twenty five games on your top twenty game page. Like what? What? Okay, uh, but yeah. So their whole thing was basically <laughs> I, I didn't Apple that. was. Tr- yeah, yeah, it was very silly. Uh, they were because they were going through the store and like, oh, is this? And because yeah. part of the thing is like, Epic wants to be able to put like a store or like you know third party stores on, um, on like iOS or like you know other like Android. Sure, like a, a consolidated place where you can get all the stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so like you know alternate stores. So if you don't want to go through the App Store, you can go through the Epic Store, or like the Amazon uh, Store, yeah. or whatever. Gotcha. Um, yeah. That's part of like Epic's kind of push is like alternatives. And so Apple, their whole thing with this and how it got to it was them saying, "Well, well, you have the Itch Store on the Epic Store, and so it has all these games that are like pornographic and have, are unspeakable and have all these fetishes and sexualization and violence and." blah 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 and God. they like they were like well yeah like we you can download the client for the store but those aren't our games like we don't if you if you go onto the itch store you're subject to itch's terms and conditions and their their license agreement it's not us we're just it's just a way to get the store 
And Apple was just like, but if this was a, you know, if they had a store, if you had a store on iPhone, could people download itch on mobile? And I, well, I don't think so. Cause they don't have mobile. Like they don't have like a mobile app as far as I know. And it's just very much Apple trying to pin itch on Epic, which is just like, and then also so... saying all this stuff like, Oh, sexualization in general, just sexualized content is bad. And they had like the Epic person, uh, Steve, was it Steve Allison? I think, I think is his name. Something Allison, uh, was on record saying, I think sexual is like, sexualization of any i do not condone sexualization of any kind or whatever it's like what what <laughs> how do we get here it's like North such America. a weird gotcha there's like <laughs> there there's no good answer for there was a, a dumb but. there was a dumb moment where they were like sweeney said that in order to purchase bbuck or purchase anything in an ios app you have to grab a second device and open a browser like that's not how in-app yeah. purchases work for starters second of but, all then the judge was like, hold on a second. Are you saying you want children to be able to impulse purchase things? And that it's like, good. what My the guy, fuck are we doing do you here? you know how iOS works? <laughs> yeah, like, do, have you ever heard, is this the first time you're hearing about the concept of e-commerce? Like, mm, of yeah. fucking course they want kids to be able to buy stuff with impulse purchases. Oh, like, yeah. it's yeah. shitty, but in some ways it's like, why are you even asking that question? <laughs> well, because they yes. they don't they don't know like how any yeah. of this stuff works, and it's very funny hearing like uh, because the video game industry is so secretive. Uh, one of my favorite stories from this week was actually the judge getting very frustrated by third parties coming in and asking for documents to be sealed and redacted like in real uh, time. Yeah. And, yeah. Like in the middle of testimony, and then they're like, "Wait, we need to redact this right now." I just got word from like a, a partner. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? I what? This is unheard yeah. of in like, but, uh, so the courts are not prepared for the, like documents were for, like released and the then had to be industry, like yeah. sealed. Yeah. Like documents had to be sealed after being already released. And the judge like, this is pointless, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. nonsense. To, to, to step it back to the itch stuff. I yeah. think the thing that's been, has been most frustrating about it is like, they pulled up some very specific examples, which, whatever um but like the thing about itch and sexualization and things of that nature is the fact that a lot of that comes from like queer creators who mm-hmm. yeah. will be deplatformed for expressing their like opinions on things like gender or uh you know just, yeah. just anything to do with the lgbtq community they yep. go to itch because they aren't going to be censored and they can express yep. whatever they need to so yeah. they're in like the Apple lawyer is like just it's Apple indirectly, but because you can consider this the voice of Apple coming through, like deplatforming them and uh, yep. marginalizing them even further, and like that's the whole point of itch. So yep. it's one hundred percent. That part was like very garbage. frustrating. That was very very frustrating. Yeah, it, Apple trying to like uh, monitor moderate platforms that are not their own basically yeah. yeah which they have a history of but we're not going to get into it right now <laughs> mixalumia an unspeakable game uh, of course and uh, 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 uh yep. speed dating for ghosts mm-hmm. Even unspeakable. Though it's, it's all it's also on steam but oh yeah it's also on, oh there there's unspeakable things on steam you believe me <laughs> steam is but, much more yeah. unspeakable than itch oh 100 percent 100 percent 
Uh, but yeah, so that we'll uh, we'll, we'll certainly be talking stuff, about this. Yeah. This, oh, this I'm sure there'll be plenty of gold to come out in the next week. Yeah. Uh, testimony will continue next week. Oh, there was some really good stuff about Roblox and like the de- like oh, I, dif- I distinct that. Apple saying, "Oh, well, Roblox is an app with social like social experiences, but then in the and Fortnite is designated as a game in the App Store, but then Roblox is also designated as a game in the App Store." So oh, and, and the judge is like, "Wait, so how is for- how is Roblox and Fortnite? How are they different?" And Apple is like trying to say some shit, and it's it's stupid. It's stupid. People. Sounds like such a semantic nightmare. Oh, it is 100%. What is a game? They're talking about what is an RPG and like, you know, stuff like that. But it's I there's only one thing I can say. I know what art is cuz I know what art is when I see it. And this week, I, this week I saw art. You saw a weird ass official Waluigi rendering from a nintendo switch <laughs> unboxing like the, the blue one the new blue switch unboxing from nintendo yeah just has like a weird like back breaking like think of like the weirdest most awkward pose you've seen a woman in on the cover of a comic book from like marvel or dc that's what waluigi looks like in this picture it's beautiful so it. incredibly sexy. 100%. Wow. <laughs> the, the tongue is like lovingly textured. <laughs> He's holding a rose uh, as, as you would expect from Waluigi. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh. Wario likes money. Waluigi likes roses. Interesting. That, yeah. Uh, I was going to make some joke about Daisy, but... Anyways, Daisy. <laughs> yeah, Daisy. <It's> Waluigi's <laughs> battle royale of choice. Yeah. Uh, that is going to do it for episode 171. We're going to get out of here so Pat can get his race on. Get in that cockpit. Oh, he's he's, he's gesturing at his, his, his cockpit. His, his cock right now. Yeah, yep, he's uh-huh. showing us. Yep, he's loving the pit, he's showing right us there. the whole thing from base to stern. It's very spherical. It extends to the ground. I can't show you to the all of it because I'd have to go under the desk. <laughs> Never show wow. under the desk in a Zoom call. Oh no, he's doing. Oh hey, oh yeah. Oh wow, oh, that's that's very textured. The only thing missing is some. Oh, there there's a foot. It's oh, got a boy. sock on though. Sorry, oh, viewers. Just, no. We need to turn this off. We don't do cameras yeah. anymore. Yeah, I know. We, we had, not since not since I showed my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Go look for our game of the year 2018 video. That sounds right. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, that that's, was a that's good. Game whenever, of the whenever, year. whenever Dragon Ball came out. Yeah, that's the fighters. 2018. Yep. Yeah, when I had to reveal my. My allegiance. None of you believe me when I said that was my game of the year. You're like, come on, be real. You're like, like, good joke. Really my game of the year. (laughs) I still like, I still think about that game and how good it is and how I wish more fighting games played like that. But anyway, anyway, that's going to do it for episode 171 of the gaming fix podcast on May 8th, 2021. 
I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite. Top-level domain. Top-level Top domain. domain. There we go. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I, it's It's been a day. It's, it's been a day. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, where... I, I don't know. I, I don't got anything special I'm doing lately, but maybe I'll write a review of like Resident Evil 8. Pat and I talk about doing a podcast review. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Maybe like Returnal if I can beat it. It's that that fifth level is a bastard. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays. I don't know. Awesome. I might still try. I'm still scripting out some racing video stuff. So. You can see Pat's cockpit at pjc plays Mm -hmm. and alex where can people find you uh i might visit my mom tomorrow because it's mom's day Mm. all right nice and uh you can write your mom at gaming at fix.space with all your nice mother's day messages yeah we'll we'll read them on the air next week yep we'll forward it and we'll read them on air next week whatever you want to say to your mom uh we're there for you and uh, thanks to Jeff Davis at Stranger Peace for our theme music. Mm-hmm. And uh, fix podcasts on Twitter to uh, keep up with Alex's Final Fantasy XIV adventures and uh, a lot of cat pictures. Else. Yeah, cat pictures, the fleets. Yep. yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Is waving, so bye. It's great for an audio format. It's great. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye.